Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. If you like a lot of wrestling on YouTube, join our cult. Nibbling on cheesecake, thinking that wrestling's fake. All of those fans covered with oil. Strumming my six string, making puppet jack swing. Smell those dirt sheets, they're beginning to boil. Wasting away again in Diddler Diddlerville. No! <laughs> Searching for my lost shaker of salt. I couldn't think of anything to replace that no. bit. Some people claim that there's a Ross to blame. Uh, but I know. Sorry. It's Jack's fault. Right, right. Um, That was great. Um, are we going to get caught for that? Is YouTube going to go, nah... Too uh, accurate. Given all those notes I missed, I think I'll be all right. I think I'm protecting the copyright. <laughs> if that was well a proper the rapper stage, you wouldn't get past level one. So well hello, welcome to Call It Wrestling Podcast. I typed that up whilst waiting for Jack to come on the thing. So yeah, you're welcome. Uh, Go on. I'd like to explain myself. I was shooting a video. I wasn't just being a lazy boy. Um, also want to apologize to Richard, who I snapped at in jest, but who I snapped at before we started recording. And I just don't think anyone needs that at nine in the morning. So, Richard, I'm really sorry. I was frustrated because I don't understand computers. So, oh, you know what? Literally, nobody would have known about that. If yeah, you didn't mention like, it. but I need to say it. You know, need to say it. That that's fantastic. Uh, my my Richard sin that, relationships. It's dipped a bit. I need to get it back up by telling a joke or whatever. Grand, uh, Jack. Apart from that, how are you? Apart from that, I'm all good. It's been a busy week. Uh, but it's only going to get busier from here on out. So that's okay. But just in terms of like non-work stuff, absolutely sound. How are you? Oh, I can't complain. I've got my shirt that I saw on Facebook in the post, the Akira one. It's a medium. So right now I look like I have a SoundCloud. That's fine. And yeah, it's a lovely sunny day. I've got two good lads with me in spirit, I guess. And I'm about to ask Ross how he's doing. So I'm great. I'm not too bad, thank you. Ross, how are you? Oh, you were going to ask the actual question. Sorry, I've just ruined again. everything. Start again with ruined. Do it, do it properly, go on, sorry. <laughs> we'll cut it out. We won't cut it out. Just ask exactly. again, Matthew. No, 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 Ross, have a rant about the editor first and then we'll leave you with him. <laughs> no, uh, I, Ross, uh, how the hell are you, mate? To have a rant about the editor, I appreciate Richard very much because Richard does 90% of my videos, so I assume that Richard must hate me because uh, 
one take twaddles a thing of the past. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so, but I am, I'm, I'm not too bad otherwise. I'm, I was only aware of that song that you've just parodied there, Matthew, because it's Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's the only place I've ever heard it. Margaritaville, when he's making his own Margaritas at the, at yeah. the Broken Skull Ranch. <laughs> that started off as an Austin impression and changed to something else. Yeah, I don't know what that was at the end, but I loved it. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, let's get away from this twiddle twaddle that people don't tune into at all. They come in for the wrestling news section, which is now. The big news this week is Andrade requested his release. Of course, he very rudely decided to do this uh, hours after we did last week's podcast, so no one cares about it now. <laughs> um, WWE denied it, of course, and for first time in a long time, he went on Twitter and said, the rumours are true. I don't know. I do not know what the future holds, but I want to make my dreams come true. Thank you for giving me so much support these last days. And yeah, then, just, uh, then I've obviously copy-pasted the rest of it, which was in Spanish, which I'm not going to read. And it just seems that they've wiped away anyone even slightly connected with Zelina Vega, right off the face of the earth, uh, <laughs> see our friend Alistair Black, who remains in a dark room somewhere, waiting for someone to knock on his door. I've seen a few tweets to the tune of, how can you not make Andrade a star? And I agree. How can you not make Andrade a star? Really Have you seen that picture like... where he walk, <laughs> he's walking down the street that he put on social media recently? And he's just dressed in these normal everyday clothes, as we would say up here in the North, well, in Northumberland. Clothes. Clothes. Do you say clothes, Matthew? Clothes. Clothes. <laughs> this podcast got off to a fantastic start. <laughs> Northumberland's a weird place. Anyway, that picture, just to add on to Jack's point there, to add to your point, as they say on the kickoff shows every single time. Um, Kicking up the, that. moving up the gears slightly. Um, <laughs> he just looks like a star, doesn't he? And if I was Andrade, with the way he looks and the way he does the wrestling, I would be a bit like frustrated as well. And I think I, I put a tweet out about Andrade this week, and someone replied that I'm not sure if it's true. I haven't verified it, but within two weeks before or after Zelina Vega, the, the entire situation involving her, Alistair Black and Andrade disappeared off TV. Again, that's not verified by anyone. That could be true. It could be false. But it seems coincidental, coinky dinkyle. Mm. Mm. And to add to and to your point, in this moment, have you noticed that one as well? In this moment, oh, there's a lot of that going on. Um, I just, I just hope that he goes somewhere. Obviously, everyone's going to say, "I hope he goes to AEW." I just hope he goes somewhere where they make him look proper good because he is mm. like H and M. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but as you're saying there, the, the stuff they say in the kickoff show, have you started picking up stuff they say in commentary and used it in real life? Because I used. <laughs> Both nonetheless and quite frankly, this month. <laughs> and I, had to st- I didn't notice it the first time. The second time I went, oh no, oh no. I've been bitten by the WWE commentary book. I thought, I thought you meant like you walked down the street and you just find yourself going, shut up, Byron. <laughs> Someone's walking past, I go, nonetheless, <laughs> vintage. <laughs> wow, you're in a hurry. I'm building momentum. <laughs> He's trying to steal one here. Well, I definitely think that guy's going to win. Oh, he lost. <laughs> uh, unrelated, but maybe related, Charlie Caruso has reportedly not been utilised on WWE programming recently due to backstage heat on the right. interviewer. Sean Ross Sapp on Fightful Select is reporting that several sources backstage on Raw say Caruso has gone in significant heat after being consistently late for interviews that might have been used <sighs> in the show. The report suggests the specific instances were locker room veterans... Randy Orton and Sheamus led the WWE taking Crusoe off TV with Vince McMahon himself 
becoming aware of the situation and taking exception to Caruso's lateness. Ooh. So did Charlie say hello to Vega once or... <laughs> <laughs> Seamus was once late for an interview with me. So, I mean... Oh. Just, no, he wasn't that late. It was uh, Hello, like Vinnie busy- Mac. No, it was like a busy media type day, so I shouldn't I shouldn't compare the two situations. It must be frustrating though if you are like a TV producer and you've got all these deadlines to hit throughout a day when Monday Night Raw is happening, and you're held up because somebody's late. So if it's true, shame on her, quite frankly, because you cannot be late in this world, lads. Can we? Eh? Can it be late? I mean, me and you both were for this. I know, yeah, we were. (laughs) Um, I'm just thinking there might be a gimmick backstage because we all know Charlie Caruso is a bit of a poo stirrer on Monday Night Raw. She's a bit of a sassy, you know what? It's a gimmick. She's just being late to set the cat among the pigeons, so to speak. Is that a gimmick we've imposed on her? Is that a real gimmick or is that our perception? There was a period of time on Raw where she would actively try and stir things up backstage. She She turned it down a bit since becoming the lead anchor of the kickoff show to that point. Um, there was a there was a period on Monday Night Raw where she was going through all of the gears and playing one gear against the other and other Fair gear enough. related things. I yeah. If I was her, I'd said sorry. I was at the kickoff show of the kickoff show. That <laughs> <laughs> would go down well. Uh, AEW Elevation, its debut episode. Dark Elevation. Yeah, I don't know why. I, the, I don't know why it was going to be all Dark Elevation. I'm like, what is this it's, energy it's, drink it's just, now? It's just it's just dark, isn't it? Yeah, it's just another dark on a different night. Yeah. Yet dark, but with Paul White and Tony Schiavone instead of Taz and Excalibur, which is a bit of a hard sell for me because they're two of the reasons to listen. Oh, sorry, watch AW Dark. <laughs> but it meant that you could only watch one of them. My towels have fallen down. You could only watch one of them this week due to AW Dark getting taken down immediately, possibly due to number 10 bleeding through his mouth uncontrollably to end the show. What's his oh. link to cocaine, by the way? Huh? Because I, I, I put out a jokey tweet the other day. It was like, just, we just finalised our WrestleMania schedule. And in a completely unrelated decision, I've taken up cocaine as a hobby. And a few people replied, number 10 will come, look for you, come looking for you. And he liked one of them, so I just n- don't know what the link is there. It must be a BTE sort of thing. It must be. Nothing or too scandalous. he was, was bleeding through his nose <laughs> on AW Dark. And that's why, due to all the damage he's done to his cartilage. And as it was bleeding, oh, a massive rock of cocaine fell out. Yeah. Went, oh, that's where I put that. <laughs> and then he made his comeback. <laughs> uh, he doesn't something... take drugs, just to clarify everybody. He oh. does not take the drugs. As far as we know, he's a lovely, wholesome boy. That's right. Uh, him being on AW Elevation will be a complete coin getting. <laughs> WrestleMania has been capped at 25K. Good. Uh, after they last week announced that they would have more than the Super Bowl. I think I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> that no. seemed utterly, utterly bonkers, didn't it, lads, when they said they wanted 45,000 apparently per night. That just seems too yeah. much too soon. So reduced capacity is the right call. Have you no, seen the, like they made them sign a waiver or something, though? The people who's going? For <laughs> saying, well, like, saying, like, they're not liable if we get it. Was, um, someone put it in our news chat this morning. Let me get the article wow. up here. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I like how he's filling the dead air by going. See, that's professional. That's how Matt, Matt Hardy changes gimmicks back in the day. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the how head- you talk amongst yourselves. The headline <laughs> on, on e wrestling news, lads, is read WWE's liability waiver and release for fans attending WrestleMania 37. Oh. And it's big and it's long. And to be honest with you, the podcast is long enough, so it's on e wrestling news if you want to go and look at it. Yeah. But there's a waiver for fans. Um, 
Let me talk amongst yourselves. I'll try and find out what it actually is about. So I imagine it's like, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I imagine it's like when you go to Lightwater Valley and it says, warning, you may get wet. Yeah, Lightwater Valley, though, while Ross is doing this, I'll, I'll just have a little Lightwater Valley discussion with Matthew. Um, that's our local theme park, I suppose. It's water-based. What, have you got a favourite ride at Lightwater Valley, Matthew? It's been so long since I went. Mm. All I remember last time I went was the queues. So oh. I'm eager to go to a, a theme park. Yeah. Place with roller coasters once everything um, opens up. I've not really been involved in them now, but as oh. a kid, I had such an active imagination. I'd look at roller coasters and go, no, nah, that's definitely going to fly off and I'm going <laughs> to die. Now I know as an adult that's not going to happen. I'm like, oh, now we're going to go on one. I didn't go on an upside downy one until I was about sixteen. I was terrified of upside down ones. Then I went on. Then I went in the deep end. Bloody Nemesis at Alton Towers. Loved it. I thought, well, I've missed out, haven't I? I've been missing out on all this fun. I wouldn't dare go on a roller coaster. Me, absolutely terrified of them. Me, not worth Fair the enough. risk, is it, lads? Eh? See that last losing a leg at like whatever theme park it was, and I'm just thinking, yeah, you've taken an unnecessary risk there. Fair going enough. on a roller coaster. When you're young, you never expect that sort of thing is possible for you. I got tricked tricked into going on one at um, Disneyland Paris when I went to the Euros back in 2016. It was the one that's uh, the rock and roll flavoured one where you go inside of a little building and it's like it's 100 miles an hour straight away and upside downs and all that kind of stuff. And I was holding on so tight I ripped my bicep. I don't know if it was like you know I don't know if it was actually like ripped no, no bruising appeared or anything but you know when you get that feeling that like it just feels like it's ripped you've been oh. ripped on too tight you ever had that before you might have it's pulled no. it or something like, yeah I might have I pulled or strained yeah. I don't know yeah. I've never been that terrified in a roller coaster it, it didn't come off the bone I should say but it felt you know the definite sensation of it ripping was there I found the bit by the way um, and I quote, I have voluntarily agreed to attend the event. I understand and expressly acknowledge that attendance is potentially dangerous due to, among other risks, um, among other things, risk of spreading or acquiring COVID-19 or similar infectious disease and other unanticipated and unexpected dangers may arise from my attendance at the event. I wow. hereby assume all risk of loss, blah, 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 blah. So that must be an insurance thing, but all risks, not uh, just covid like, the fiend may cause me to vomit black blood. <laughs> I may grip my bicep so hard it tears. <laughs> Bloody hell. I'm excited for WrestleMania now. They're going to blow up the fans. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. John Lister on Twitter reviewed the WWE on Peacock experience for the Americans. So, because we don't know. We've still got the normal WWE network. So, here's a few tweets he said about it. Looking at the navigation huh. set up for WWE on Peacock, there is no way that... I'm just saying that was typed. There's no way that can work slash cope with the full archive. It's barely usable with whatever oh. small percentage they have now, and it's simply going to collapse if they try to add everything. No. The only non-curated navigation appears to be a single A to Z list of every show. <laughs> some pay-per-views are listed just under their name, some with WWE or WCW or ECW at the start. Some pay-per-views are treated as a TV show. It says, example, WrestleMania has 36 seasons, each with one episode. (laughs) That's very accurate. That's very accurate, actually. You have to do the maths to figure out that, i.e. King of the Ring 99 is season seven. The show with a thumbnail logo, Best of WWE, is alphabetized under T for the best of WWE. Oh, there's a former librarian. That one stings. Mm. NXT is under W. For WWE NXT. (laughs) There's already 55 shows to scroll through. Looking for SmackDown? Simply go to the main WWE tab, scroll all the way down to the A to Z rail, scroll all the way to the right, 
past the highlighted section to the view all, then scroll down until you find it listed between Extreme Rules and Invasion. <laughs> Why? Long story short, it looks awful at launch, which would probably have been expected, but the problem is it's got fundamental flaws that mean it will get worse and worse the more they upload the archive. We've got all this to look forward to, presumably, lads. Presumably yeah. they're going to look for something similar in the UK. Maybe Get on, on BBC iPlayer or something. Yeah. <laughs> or Brit TV. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to be fair, I like that reviewer. He's funny. Who is that? That was uh, John Lister. Oh, very funny there, John. Well done. Yeah. No, I like him. So I find out he hates me and I look like a right idiot. <laughs> yeah. And Eric Bischoff announced for the Hall of Fame. He got cried. emotional, didn't he? Mm. He did, he did. I think that might be the only time I've seen the Bischoff exterior crack. Yeah. He's gonna. He's getting emotional trying to figure out how he's gonna. If he's gonna treat like a Conrad podcast, he's gonna spend forty-five minutes building up to saying how thankful he's the Hall of Fame, <laughs> whilst making sure to mention that he takes blue chew and has sex with his wife a lot. So, <laughs> no, good, just, good for easy. Deserves it doesn't need deserves it probably. I'm surprised in a way because I'm surprised Vince has gone. Ah, oh, my greatest foe. Get in. Get in the Hall of Fame. Go on. Oh, they let go of that in 2002, I reckon. Yeah, yeah true, true. Yeah. Oh, everything's good. Now I'm making money off you. Cheers. <laughs> it's a lot of hard work of beating me every week. Who's I'll, put, I'll, I'll put you in the bin, Eric. Aye. <laughs> yeah. Who's going to induct Eric? Goldberg? Got to be DDP, on it? Uh, well, he's AEW now. Oh, of, of course. His good friend, DDP. Wait, what? Well, that was the thing that they were neighbours. <laughs> oh. So the, oh. the issue was that a lot of oh. people resented DDP because... Uh-huh, yeah. Your right, Eric's right, mate. Right. The issue was like, no, he's actually getting over by himself. You need to actually push him. Yeah. That's it, though. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> but don't let that... Oh, congratulations on Eric. But don't yeah. let that overshadow the fact that I had two entries in OSW Review's Quote of the Year Fan Awards. Oh, did you? And I only did one video for them in that period. So I think I'm the most consistent. Uh, I actually had three, if you count the one about OOC saying... I like Matthew, but we don't need him on every show. Can't count that one. Can't, can't, can't count that the one. The fans voted that higher than anything else I said. <laughs> God, these these lads are brutal sometimes, aren't they? They are. They're definitely my favourite racist Irishman. Um, not in the mailbag, but a man called... They are called... not racist. OSW are not racist. <laughs> yeah. Not in the mailbag, but a man called Ben Cox has created a playlist of all the songs nominated for Hall of Fame. If anyone wants to reference it, I right, go well, on to Spotify. I'm just going to give a bit of a peek behind the curtain. Uh, Ross was saying that the Reese's Pieces that were submitted this week are ones that we've kind of already done before. So we may have to do something creative with Reese's Pieces this week. Um, and my one of my suggestions was this... Who was it? Sorry, what was the name? Ben Cox. Ben has made a, a Spotify playlist of every song that we've ever nominated for the Hall of Fame, which is awesome. I'm wondering, do we like mix up those songs somehow and then... Pick between them for the Reese's Pieces or something? I don't know. Wow. We're building anticipation for the upcoming <laughs> segment. As like if Eric we're going to go to an advert break. All that and more to come right after these words. We're literally Bleaching. doing a kickoff show like Charlie Caruso <laughs> does. <laughs> well, switching gears for a moment, Ross. <laughs> oh, yeah, switching gears all the way to Parked. Uh, new dogs this week. Got James Fletcher for oh. his dog Oscar. It's just that one there with the hat in the bottom right-hand corner. And also... Prince Philip, who saw on the front cover of the Metro and thought, put me wall, because it's hilarious. It reminds me of the sweet embrace <laughs> he of death. looks like a dog. <laughs> yes, he's someone's dog. Dog and rough. rough. He's looking rough, that's it. And also remind me that I defeated Resident Evil 1 
the first time on stream on Saturday. And uh, thanks to everyone who ch- checked that out on Twitch, which Cole Hulk is a big fan of. And mm. um, I'll be doing Silent Hill from Saturday onwards. So oh, more Prince one. Philip to come. Silent Hill 1? That's right, the first one. Oh, is, Never two played the one it. With, is 2 the one with Mr. Sunderland? Because I think Mr. the Sunderland. protagonist of one of the Silent Hills is called, I think, James or someone, James Sunderland. <laughs> he really? Just loves the, he just loves the lads. Well, uh, um, yeah, he's called Sunderland, but in American, it's probably like Sunderland or something like that. Yeah, I think his name was Peter Reed or something. I think you could say <laughs> Ravy, Ravy Davy. Around. Oh, the bell's gone. Give us a oh, second. Oh, the bell's man. gone, but that is the end Pete. of this segment anyway. So now it seems a good time to move on. Everybody get excited for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame. Now it's time for everyone's favorite segment the Hall of Fame. In condescending order from last week, Friday. The concept in the day, I guess, 20%. Mm. Oh. I think they would have won if it hadn't been for the other two, which were Jim Ross fighting through the turmoil of a sore throat to commentate all three hours, 40 minutes of AEW Revolution 2021, 21%. But by a landslide, the explosion, there you go, at the end of AEW Revolution 59%. I mean, yeah. it had to be, didn't it? Uh, Seems yeah. weird how quickly news just goes away. But last week, that's all we were laughing and talking about. I wrote a thousand words on it, man. You did? Irrelevant. No. <laughs> um, it's, like actually, Bal- it's like Baldrick's ooh. poem. It's like boom, boom, boom. <laughs> do, you know, do you know something? That, before we get to the Hall of Fame, something that kind of grinds my gears a little bit, right? I've noticed it's a new type of Twitter interaction that I hate. It's a brand new one. Um... When whenever I've shared this this weekly feature that I do, there's a strange thing inside people, a lot of people anyway, that compels them to respond to the title of the of the feature in a tweet. So I'll say like, "Can AW bounce back from this embarrassing explosion?" And then there's a thousand words of analysis in there, but something makes people want to just go, "No lol," or "Yeah, of course they can't." It's AW. And I'm just like, read the, read the article. One guy had to go at me for daring to even bring it up. He was like, if you were a real AEW fan, you'd ignore it and everything would go away. I was like, get, oh, for- get in the bin. <laughs> you're not an AEW fan though, Jack. You're a, no, a, a wrestling, wrestling reporter. A, you, well, a wrestling well, reporter, a journalist. I'm, I'm a People fan call of us journalists, damn it. Say it. <laughs> say it. What, what is he, Ross? <clears throat> a journalist. Journalist. Silla Black. <laughs> Yes. That made me. I just remember that uh, that wrestler media con we did, and we're on stage, and someone goes, asked a question about journalists. I was just sat there going, "I went to uni and did journalism. What we do is not journalism, and just crushed his dreams." It's poor kid. I know. No, you answered it better than that. I think I, I was pretty blunt, though. I was very nervous <sighs> on that stage. I tell you, but I do think about that often. So the the look on his face was, oh, eats me alive. So it does some days. Maybe he's listening. Maybe he'll. Maybe this will give him a bit of reassurance. No, I bet after that he like had all the CV and notes and stuff. He got ready and just put him in the bin on the way out. Now he's a fireman. <laughs> well, he's doing better. Hey, tell you, no yeah. money in the journalism game. Yeah, well, <laughs> they bought these photos. My Hall of Fame pick this week. It's been a weird week because wrestling's happening, but it's not happening. And I try to think of something slightly different, but slightly interesting. I want to see if anyone else is interested by this or totally because it's a local thing to myself. George Reynolds became the chairman of Darlington Football Club in 1999 and he built the team a new stadium costing £20 million, which he named after himself. And why wouldn't you? Reynolds was originally very popular with the Fatalo fans 
Uh, but then he took the club into, into administration and left the club in January 04, just months after the brand new 25,000-seat stadium, one of the largest stadiums outside the Premier League, was opened. George famously declared his ambition to take Darlington into the Premier League, and when he took the club over, they had been in the Football League's basement division since 92. Surprisingly, the new stadium did nothing to improve their on-field fortune, because it turns out you can't just build a giant stadium and expect you... Oh, that's it. Great, we're going to play better. And they did not move out of the basement division of the Football League until 2010, when they were relegated to the conference. The club was later relegated four, division, uh, four divisions to the Northern Football League Division 1, and then forced to form as a new club, Darlow, 83, owned by the fans. With a seating capacity of 25,000, the arena rarely attracted large crowds, with the usual attendance being around 2,000. The cost of the arena caused the club to go into administration three times, and also, attendances for football matches were restricted to 10,000 by local planning regulations because of poor access roads around the stadium. Because it turns out you can't just build a giant F-off stadium in the middle of nowhere and have, oh, that's all right to have this people in. Goes, no, where are they going to park? Uh, the highest confirmed attendances were AHA for 5,000 and uh, Elton John at 17,000. So not even Sir Elton could sell out. Darlington Stadium, my Hall of Fame pick, because this is one of these things where, similar to Hangus the Monkey, which went on so well, it came second in the Patreon picks. But the fact that Darlington has a giant stadium and not many people to fill it in reminds me not only of the current COVID era for wrestling fans and an insight of what WrestleMania will look like, uh, but also happy memories of attending Five Star. <laughs> i tell you what, flicking on ITV Tyne Tees in my ute with Mike Neville and people like that and what's her face? Pam Royal, was it? Hmm. Pam Royal, they would always speak about that stadium. And there was yeah. always that one shot where there was like, you know where somewhere hasn't been tenant to for a while and like green bits shoot up through the, the pavement. Always that in the foreground. Poor stadium. Poor stadium. <coughs> and you're right, this was our like Rosie and Jim. It's like, oh, let's see what's happening with Darlington Stadium today. Oh, there's still <laughs> nobody in it. Great. Fantastic. So, so is this, because I missed the Hartlepool podcast episode. Oh, did you? So is it now your thing to do like County Durham... Football team. Well, no. If this if this doesn't win, then I'm sodded off. Is, but, is, Darling, um, is, Darling, just, is, is Darlington County Durham or is it York, North Yorkshire? County that, Durham must be County Durham. I always uh, thought it was that, but then someone one day someone said it's not. Oh, mm. What? I, went, I know that, it's just right <clears> there, isn't it? And they went no, but if you oh, hang on, I've sent loads of letters to me grandma, and she lives there, and I've always put County Durham, like Darlow County Durham, and he says, oh yeah, like they've got a relaxed rule system. Oh. <laughs> It's like AW's tag team division. There's relaxed rules with the post. So uh, if you put that down, we'll get sent. Middlesbrough's oh. in North Yorkshire. Wow. Middlesbrough's Teesside, isn't it? That's the, the yeah. county. Well, Teesside's the region, but it's technically yeah, it's in tight. North Yorkshire. But Darlington's in County Durham. <laughs> See, I've also said, but I've been told it's not. And this is to make it even more local and boring to people who don't <laughs> care about these type of things, <laughs> where, where exactly it is. But anyway, the point is, some guys, like I love Darlow and me, builds a giant stadium. No one to fill it in. And uh, goes into administration. And now he lives in Chesterley Street. Oh, does he? Yeah. Oh. Uh, it's a good... Do you want to go see good, hello? It's a good pick, but I just worry that American sports fans are going to take one listen to this story and go, you don't know anything about like building a huge stadium and then leaving and leaving the, the city in ruin. Ah, yeah, the, the Raiders were going to get that. And that's where so I many... Off. So many. Me and you went to the. Me and you went right in Vegas. The Raiders hadn't yet even moved from Oakland to Las Vegas, and we went to get 
A4 paper for the, for a live show. It was exciting. So me and Matthew went on like a side quest and it wasn't even a shop. It was like a raider's village and the team hadn't even arrived yet. And there was raiders badges everywhere and it was just insane. It was so weird. But we yeah. just went to the stationery shop. We did. We should have bought some. Yeah, we should have bought some Because even if you don't care about football, I don't care about NFL, but it is a cool looking logo. It is a cool logo. I'm a fan of the Baltimore Ravens, but the Raiders are a cool looking team. You know what? That's a really crap pick, isn't it? No. The thing I've just said. No. Because a much better one is the fact that the lad from Bishop Auckland won at the bloody UFC the other week. Why haven't I put that in instead? Oh, someone from your town's really hard. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm speechless. No, I'm not joking. I'm not oh, I thought you were being there. Uh... <laughs> no, no, you know I'm... what? That that was that was yeah. No, I'll save that in case he wins again. But All yeah, right. shout out to Davy Grant from Bish who won at the UFC. Get in, Davy. That's how they say it. But until then, no, no, I'll say that George Reynolds and the magnificent Darling Stadium. It's in with a shout. I'll be lucky if I get one percent. <laughs> but Jack, hopefully, you can do us one better. Um, so I am a little, I've noticed, right, and I don't know what this is about, but I've been a bit of a Formula One fan on and off for quite a few years, and I've noticed that a lot of wrestling fans are now getting into it, which is cool. Uh, what's this about, Matthew? Why is this a thing? I'm not against it, I'm just wondering why it's a thing. Well, I've always been slightly interested in F1, because whenever I went to my nana's, she'd have it on. So like, oh, okay, cars going around, Damon Hill, Schumacher, all the rest. Uh, Hackenen, physically. Mika Hackenen, exactly. Mm. All the lads, I love that name, to be honest with you. They've got so, cool names. Yeah. And, of course, shouts last week, uh, Murray Walker passing away. Mm, yes, um, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's very sad. Yeah, and even like people like myself watching would know Murray Walker and his voice and all the daft things he would say and all that stuff. So I'm in F1. I'm getting into F1. I'm ready for the, the new season. Mm. So I'm interested to see where this is going, Jack. Uh, Ross, are you into F1? Interestingly... And this is a bit weird to say, but if my dad didn't pass away when I was four, I think I wouldn't be sat here today. F1 would have been my sport because F1 was his sport. Uh. He, would, he, would, he would drive my mom down to Silverstone. And when he was younger, he um, he was on a racing team with that uh, David Coulthard, I think. He raced, oh, really? I raced wow. on the go-karts when they were young. So Bloody hell. my life would have been very different, I think, if my dad didn't die. <laughs> wow, fair enough. Aye. But no, to answer your question, <clears throat> no, nah, not really. <laughs> okay. Um... So a lot of wrestling fans seem to be... I mean, Matthew didn't answer my question at all, but a lot of wrestling fans seem to be moving over to F1. (laughs) Um, And so because of that, I've now got more excited for the new F1 season as well because I've seen a lot of people on Twitter talking about it. Matthew's recommended uh, some YouTubers who talk about F1. And um, basically, I want to nominate my new man crush from the F1 lineup because uh, have you watched any Drive to Survive, the Netflix documentary? Nope. Okay, it's an F1 documentary. It's it's not the most faithful look at the sport, but it's um it's very dramatic and a lot of cool things happen in it. Uh, but there's just one driver who's just such a cheeky lad, and I just just think he's oh he's bloody lovely. He's called Charles Leclerc. Ooh, Matthew's now going to search him and be like, well, he's just a twink, Jack. Come on, not wrong with a twink. There's nothing wrong with a twink. <laughs> have you have you searched Charles Leclerc? Ah, ah, yeah, there he is. Uh, he good, drives good for man. Ferrari. The Reds. Aye, uh, Liverpool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Last night on Twitter, Man United, obviously, were playing Milan in the Europa League. Yeah. Lex Luger. What did he tweet? 
he tweeted, he, it made me die inside a little bit. Because you know when Americans pretend to like football, but they don't really have a clue what's going on? Yeah. I like Drew McIntyre. <laughs> <laughs> he was on TalkSport the other morning. I saw him share it on Twitter. And he put, he put his, his Scottish accent back on because he was speaking to Ali McCoyst on the, th- on, the, on, the, on the phone. His Scottish accent, if, I can't even speak this morning. Where is it? How oh, Alex Luger, where have you gone? There it is. So Man United have tweeted, it's match day in Milan. Here we go, this, that, and the other. Lex Luger has <laughs> quote tweeted that with, let's go Big Red. Yes. Oh. Let's go Big Red. Whoa. Come on. Woo. I don't like Man United in the slightest, but let's go Big Red. <laughs> Come on, Lex. <laughs> Come on. Let's go. Let's go well, We've red. all seen the clip of uh, Shawn Michaels. The 90s going, oh, I'm a big fan of uh, whichever team it was. Blackburn. Was it Blackburn? Come on, Charlie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, win, however, win, however you got to do. You know, he's there wiping, wiping his nose constantly going, do whatever you got to do when the referee's not looking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it just made me uh, dive in. Oh, Big Red. Yeah. Isn't that the nickname of that, that college that um, I think he goes to him in the office? The American one. I'm just I'm speaking once we sell you. You don't watch the American one, do you, lads? Yeah. No. It's been a while. Big Red. Is that Alabama or one of them, probably? Thunderbird 3. I've gone blank here completely. Um, Go anyway, on, so, uh, Jack, the F1. Charles, Charles Leclerc. Uh, and, and that documentary on a whole is pretty good. But Charles Leclerc, I wish him well in the new season. But I don't think he's going to do that well. I've put 50 pence on Daniel Ricciardo to win the, the Drivers' Championship because the odds were astronomical. So 50 pence might net me a cool 50 pounds. But... Um, I mean, it's probably going to be Hamilton again or Verstappen. But Charles Leclerc, the new red king of my cold, tired heart. <laughs> that was a beautiful mix of metaphors at the end there, Jack. Yeah. You really sold that to me. Uh, any particular reason why you picked Charles Leclerc? Yeah, he's <laughs> really pretty, isn't he? Just a little handsome Oh, he's just a look. Oh, okay, fantastic. Oh, genuinely. Like, no, he also seems quite fun and quite cheeky as well. Um, there's a bit where... The, this wasn't on the, the Netflix thing, but there's a there's a clip of him. When the season was off, a lot of them started doing like the Formula One game online on Twitch. So the actual drivers would be playing with a steering wheel and obviously doing really well. And um, Leclerc at one point is in his flat and then he goes, my girlfriend's just subscribed to my Twitch. And then she messages saying, can you let me in? The door is locked. And she knew that the only way she could get his attention was by <laughs> subscribing Aww. to his Twitch rather than texting him. That's um, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm picked him. I'm looking back and forth at you and the Google images thing for him. Yeah, I'm just picked him because if he wore a the rock beanie hat and maybe a kayfabe shirt, it's it you That's he could that's be a here. massive compliment that. He's a better looking lad than me, but I'll take it all day long. Thank you, Matthew. Oh, Have you just you labeled Jack a twink, Matthew, by He's done that publicly in Rise before, definitely. Oh. He's called me a twink on this pod on this very podcast. I thought he yelled <laughs> you know, really loud so I could be heard. <laughs> My way by Limp Biscuit. You know what? Um, if we combine our little rise jokes, someone comes up and goes, "Why are you call us a twink?" To interrupt the the Margaritaville chorus at Rise, I'll be happy with that. <laughs> but Ross, yeah, uh, you're a uh, Ross Twinkel. They call you. Uh, what is your pick this week? I am the first thing from a twink. Just answer the thing. It's Cornell. That's where Andy Bernard, the Nard Dog, goes to college in okay. the office. But um, I was on Twitter this week, and my Hall of Fame pick comes from that. I just want everyone on Twitter just to type into the out search bar, Michael Winslow, W-I-N, slow. And he was in a film that I've completely forgotten. Was it Police Academy or something like that? 
But he was on Norwegian. He was on Norwegian TV recently. I don't know if it was recently, but the clip was on Twitter this week, and he, with his mouth, sang "Whole Lot of Love" by Led Zeppelin. But he does the he does a bit of a a a, a, a beat. What's the word I'm looking for? Beat, beat boxing, beatboxing. That's all. Does yeah. that to kick off with? Then he does the old electric guitar, the wow, wow, all that stuff, and it's absolutely amazing to sit through and listen to. <laughs> so Michael Winslow's rendition of Led Zeppelin's "Whole Lot of Love" on Norwegian TV is my pick for the Hall of Fame. Get yourself oh. on Twitter and search for it. Is it actually good, or is it oh, so yeah. bad it's good? Oh no, it's, oh, it's actually good. good. Yeah. It's oh, not yeah. like Elton John singing these days. <laughs> oh God, yeah. I'm still damn baby. You got on, Matthew. Yeah, I'm just watching it. Sorry, oh, it's because it's great because Michael Winslow is the name I've not heard for well, police academy, and I'm also thinking about the people who watch this. Um, they're probably hoping that was something more exciting and current, like police academy. But uh, yeah, that's nice. I like that. I like the people who are going to find out and probably watch police academy and see him do his uh, crazy voices. <laughs> I have never seen police academy. Don't worry about it. Lads, the Hall of Fame segment this week is Darlington Stadium, an <laughs> F1 driver that most wrestling fans have never heard of, and, and this thing that Ross is not. This is you're in for a treat, everybody. For don't this week. don't don't talk so soon because I was just like while you were speaking there, looking for a, a comment I saw on last week's podcast, and it's from Joel L hyphen S. The comment was left six six days ago as we sat here. He put, I skip the Hall of Fame every week. What S-H-I-T-E? <laughs> Two likes. Then he replies to his own comment going, nah, I tried it this week and it banged, to be fair. Pringles commentary killed me. So there well, you now go. He's gonna, now he's going to be like, go. why no. did I come back? Never no, doubt no, your no. convictions. <laughs> <laughs> a one-week streak we had. <sighs> well, that was the Hall of Fame uh, in all its glory. <laughs> it's a bad week. <laughs> Michael <laughs> Winslow training on Twitter. He'll be forgotten by the time next week comes out. Be like Michael Winslow, what was he doing? Um, uh, uh, Twink Racer, uh, Charles Legrec, Charles 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 Leclerc. Oh, Charles Leclerc. Oh, <laughs> Christ, sorry. Um, and Darlington Stadium, and the George Reynolds saga, which is going to make a great Netflix series one day. But until then, it'll hope you just make a decent Hall of Fame pick, which you can nominate. No, no, really, you can. Don't 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 fast forward. By going to patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. There's another comment here from oh, 18934. Stop making these so long. People have lives. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on 1.5 speed, man. Your life will change. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you kidding? No, we don't. <laughs> anyway, Hall of Fame. This is this week in the wrestling. It's this bloody week in the wrestling. <laughs> this week in wrestling. Wrestling podcast, isn't it? Yeah. Wrestling. Uh, journal- journalism. Actual uh, wrestling. Changing gears. Smackdown. Edge opens the show and is trying to work out whether he'll face Roman or Brian at WrestleMania. Brian comes out and they argue about Brian getting himself into the title picture. Edge respects Brian, but doesn't respect the way he's gone about things. I like the shades of grey here, lads. Because mm. Daniel Bryan... All of a sudden, it's a bit weird how quickly he's realised that this might be his last WrestleMania, but he's realised it at the very last second. So he started being a dick to get himself in the, the title picture because it'd be his last one. So shades of grey and all that. Being a bit I'm of an opportunist, a... you could oh, say. God. Yeah, you could say ultimate opportunist. But I like I like because obviously in WWE especially, by and large, baby faces have to be both noble and stupid. But here mm. Daniel Bryan is being cunning and sly while also being nice as well. It's nice, it's a nice change. He does have a point with Bryan, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. He's not going, uh, I don't like you because I'm bad. It's like, nah, you did kind of just come in at the very end there. As yeah. I think both... Like the Americans Ross, in World War Two. As I think both Ross and Andrew have said in, in the past few days, I, I'm more excited to... I, I'm, I'm, I'm supporting Daniel Bryan in this three-way feud. Mm. Like He's the one I want to win. Yeah. Not even Edge, which yeah. is a shame. You'd assume that as we're sat here on Friday morning, Jay Uso will win tonight, and then something will happen on Sunday that gets Daniel Bryan added to make it a triple threat. Surely, no, Come Edge, on. Will, Edge will be Edge can't be losing to Jay Uso. Of course he can. Yeah, he can. Maybe by DQ, like yeah. Get him tilt. Get a table. <laughs> Smack him on the head. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm happy they're doing this with Bryan because I'm not into. I'm really like, yay, Edge is going. I'm like, nah. I want you guys coming in and stealing all the slots. Yeah, and then Bryan's like. Yeah, like, no, hang on, hang on. I'm a nice guy, but I'm not an idiot. I'm like, yeah, Brian, get him. So now I'm invested in this. It's not even because of that with me. It's just that Daniel Bryan's been more interesting than Edge has. Yeah. I just, yeah, just the way that Daniel Bryan was, I guess we'll get, was that this week's episode where they had the, the contract signed at the end? Yeah, at the end, uh, we end the show, the contract signing. Roman refuses to sign because he doesn't feel like Brian deserves the title show. Brian provokes Roman by pointing out that he made Jay Uso tap out, which Roman couldn't do. Roman angrily signs the contract. And Jay is furious with Brian. He wants to be the special enforcer for the Fastlane match, but Edge interrupts and also wants to be. They'll have a match next week to decide who it'll be. Everybody brawls and Brian is shoved by Edge. So he hits him with the running knee. It's just the way Daniel Bryan was sat there, just chirping away at Roman Reigns, and then he made Reigns crack the bell's gone again. Oh my word! Just uh, to Ross's point there, switching gears slightly, it's just the way that Brian was sat there chirping at Roman Reigns and just, you know... Not being a not being a traditional babyface, Matthew, but kind of being a, a bit ruthless. Back to you, Ross. Uh, got the electric meter to read, so you might be coming upstairs. And uh, I, I, don't, oh, I don't know where the electric meter is. Oh, get him on the show. Oh, the self consciousness now. Oh no. Who's his favorite wrestler? <laughs> get him on. Oh, please get him on. Please God. Please God. Get him on. Oh, please. Please get him on. Please get him on. He's not uh, getting him on. He's bottling. I don't know who will. Someone next door at the Cultaholic office might do. Um, <laughs> Right, um, yeah, maybe someone next door. I don't have one, unfortunately. Yeah, Unit 5, just next door, the Cultaholic office. <laughs> he, need, he, needs Ad, he, he needs Adam, and Adam is not in. Adam has got all the oh, keys, hasn't he? Oh, no. He needs, oh, a key. he needs a key to get in the cupboard just there. Our electricity meter will not be read today. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what does this mean for the podcast? Electricity might just Boom. go, boom, yeah. <laughs> cut off straight away. But it's a sunny day, so it'll marginally change. If we remember, at the very end of the podcast, we'll go, well, hopefully you've got enough money for that. Let's cut to black like the Sopranos. <laughs> anyway, where were we? I don't know. Fascinating. Uh, yeah, Brian. Ross, you were saying that Brian was chirping away. Yeah, him chirping away at Roman Reigns was more entertaining and did more for the story than anything Edge has done so far, I think. So that's why I'm more interested. <laughs> Not necessarily just because it's an old lad coming back. Because obviously Edge is coming back and making up for lost time, Matthew. I'm sticking on that. That, exactly. that point. To your point, which is a different point. Our points are colliding. Lots of points. Like a pentagram. So, with, you're right though. Daniel Bryan's like, I need to win. I need to prove I'm better than you. You only beat me with that BS coming after the match is finished. And I'm Daniel Bryan. And Edge is like, on this day, I see clearly. <laughs> like, yeah. The Street Profits and the Mysterios beat Otis, Gable, Ziggler and Rude. Ford gets a pinfall on Rude which could be important for the tag titles going forward. I didn't know what to say. <laughs> I didn't know how to sum it up, okay? Thank you, WWE.com, for these uh, <laughs> write-ups. Rollins is interviewed and says that Cesaro is the biggest waste of potential 
in WWE history. He then comes out to watch Cesaro versus Murphy and ends the match by attacking Cesaro. He stomps him twice and looks to pilmanize his neck with a chair, but referees stop him. He heads the back and Nakamura stares him down as he leaves. Huh. It's I mean, weird, isn't it, when they reference their own uh, their own booking mistakes as if it's the wrestler's fault. It always annoys me when they do that. Baron Corbin, you're the reason Raw is failing. <laughs> Cesaro, you're an incredible wrestler and you look amazing, but you've not wanted it enough, have you, mate? You've not wanted it enough. It's, oh. That must be a really awkward situation for any wrestler because obviously we hear the stories of, like, you know, Shawn Michaels in the 90s being an arsehole and stuff like that. But you think of Cesaro, just must be a pleasant guy and things aren't quite happening for him. So what's he, is he supposed to go, hey, Vince McMahon, I'll stop being an arsehole now and threaten getting the sack? I think, it's all, I think it's all just a construct, isn't it? The whole thing about, well, you've got to take a risk and you've got to do what... You've got to live on the edge and grab the opportunity. Well, it's only going to work if they like you. If yeah. someone that... If Zack Ryder does it, then he's getting thrown off the stage in a wheelchair. It's bollocks. <laughs> a bit of a rant there, sorry. It's good that, yeah, you need to take a risk. Like, oh, I don't know, buying a ticket to WrestleMania. Or <laughs> signing a waiver. <laughs> got to take a risk... Like, sorry, this isn't a joke like yours, but that was I liked it. But um, if you're seven foot, that's that's grabbing the bright. That's much more of an advantage, isn't it? It's a shame. Would you go to WrestleMania, by the way? No, I wouldn't either. <laughs> Great, because <laughs> we're not journalists. <laughs> not because of COVID, because the cards crap. No, I'm joking. I wouldn't go yeah. to COVID. <laughs> Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler take Reginald shopping. He tries on various <sighs> outfits. Okay, I think I said this last... Oh, no, wait, there's even more. Later, Kevin Owens brings out Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair as guests on the KO show. I forgot how many shows they had on the... They're more important than championships in WWE. (laughs) He asks them about possibly facing each other at Mania as tag team champions. This brings out Nia, Shayna, and Reginald. Sasha and Bianca have a match against Natalia and Tamina, which they lose after distraction from Reginald. Backstage, (laughs) Reginald suggests that Nia gets a title shot against Banks, it's later confirmed. This is now the Reginald division. Yes, true. It's a shame. A guy so talented is getting hampered by Bukin where he's getting shoved down all of our throats all of the time. Apart from this week's Raw, so maybe they've thought to themselves after SmackDown, that's a bit too much Reggie for one show. Let's take him <laughs> off Raw for one week. But that segment where they're in the shop and he buys a suit that he already wore at TLC 2020. Um, <laughs> why, why, why was it a thing? Why was that? Why, why was that a thing? Vince probably thought it was funny when someone pitched it. I don't know. It just wasn't, was it? No, it wasn't. Um, some people liked it on Twitter. I won't name any names, but shame on them. I appreciate them going outside the box. <laughs> I appreciate shame them doing something. <laughs> I appreciate them doing something different, like because that's what I want. Is more like outside the box stuff. Like, it's not like a, a backstage promo, and then you know how everything sort of shot and debris. So I like the fact they went on location for a shoot. What they shot was utterly pointless, I thought. Yeah, um, I, I don't understand either. And it annoys me the most because Sasha and Bailey could be such a great feud. I'm sure the match is still going to be good as long as Reginald doesn't get involved in the match. I hope he's long gone from that storyline in a few weeks' time, but I, I'm a bit worried. Get decapitated on Sunday, I reckon. Okay. Yeah. I skipped all that because I'm sick of seeing him and also because... They went shopping for clothes. Now, I can't do that in real life, so I don't want to see these people do it on TV. <laughs> uh, an angry Big E is here. Hang on, we need by... to skip over the fact that Tamina pinned Bianca Belair. 
Ah, why? 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 The distraction from Reginald and then in swoops Tamina, pins not only the Royal Rumble winner of 2021, but of course the number one contender for the SmackDown Women's title. So Tamina basically just booked herself a spot in the SmackDown Women's title match at WrestleMania. I'm worried that if if Bianca loses to Sasha, it's not going to be as bad as Shayna losing to Becky Lynch, but it's still probably the better thing for Bianca to win. Mm-hmm. And I'm worried that we're now falling into a weird trend of Vince booking someone to, you know, succeed on the road to WrestleMania, then getting bored of them by the time he gets there, like Nakamura and, and Shayna. Do you hear yeah. Shayna Baszler on Renee Young's oral sessions this week? First of all, she introduced me to the concept of a pint of Guinness with a shot of whiskey dropped in it, which I can... Oh, could you imagine that? Anyway, she's also speaking about Vince McMahon and how Vince McMahon, when she first got to Raw, wanted her to be, like, different as she is and never, ever wrestle. I think he told her initially, never, ever do a wrestling Mm. move, just do kicks and punches and UFC strikes and all that stuff. And then she went out there and did that, exactly what he asked for, with a match, I think it was with Natalia, I think she said. And then she got backstage and he hated it and he made them go straight back out there, because this is when they were pre-recording the shows, and made them do just a normal wrestling match, which Natty called in the ring. And he loved hear, it, and he was like, "Yeah, much better." Yeah. You hear these stories of Vince McMahon, you just you can't believe it, can you? And then Shayna comes out and says something like that. And it's just, oh, I can't. Oh, well, what do you even say? Triple H wasn't at the last NXT tapings. He's sick of it. He's jumping to AEW. Confirmed from me. <laughs> I texted Beautiful. him. Thank a journalist. You. Yeah, uh, journalist. <laughs> Our sources. That's not true. Before anybody, that's not obvious. Obviously. Oh, it's too late now. It's on. It's on the Twitter. <laughs> Even though this, this podcast is now, yeah, it's already on there. How's that work? <laughs> but yeah, you're right. People getting bored on the road to WrestleMania and leaving some wrestlers and talents stranded on the little chef on the side of the road <laughs> to WrestleMania. Miss little chef. Uh, but talking about the big chef, Big E is here after being attacked by Apollo Crews last week. He calls out Crews, who doesn't show up. So instead, he issues an open challenge for the IC title. Corbin's about to accept, but Zayn shows up and accepts instead. Big E wins, but Crews comes out under the ring and attacks him with the ring steps. But more importantly, it was Big E's wonderful moment on the mic, which says he's going to get Old Testament on Apollo Crews. Child liked. Yeah, he got serious, didn't he? Uh. I hate when people say that about Big E. He needs to get serious. Booker <sighs> T was saying that he needs to get serious to make the next level. Booker T won his world title while dressed like a king. <laughs> and what a king he was. I know, he was a fantastic king, but it just makes no sense. Does it? Big E's just fantastic, isn't he? I mean, I actually agree to it to a certain extent because Big E has spent so many years doing the New Day stuff and now he's by himself. It's He's got to do something to be like, it's not just Big E of New Day, it's Big E of Big E. And this, ah, this promo helped. Kofi won being silly New Day, man. Yeah, but it was a lot more... Mo- yeah, but he wasn't... True. Like, he's like True. doing... Burr, 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 but when that bell still. rings, Matthew, when that bell sounds, <laughs> something switches inside of Big E. <laughs> the fun-loving Big E leaves him. And an arse-kicking machine comes out. Yeah, it's very we'll true. We'll see. Fastlane this something. <laughs> I do enjoy Corbin going, I'm not dressed to fight while wearing a suit, which he fought in for so many years. <laughs> when he was a, weather, a Weatherspoon's barman. Remember those days? Mm. How weird is that? Uh, uh, that thing with that knobhead who runs it. Ah. Uh. Monday Night Raw. The show opens with confirmation that Drew will face Lashley for the WWE title at WrestleMania. This is weird because Fastlane is this Sunday. Just saying. Lashley and MVP come out but are interrupted by Miz and Morrison. Miz is clearly trying to get Lashley to agree to a Mania title match. But 
Drew interrupts, even though it's just being whatever. He's dismissive of Miz, but Lashley cheap shots Drew and beats him down. He leaves, but is attacked by Sheamus, as he does so. Sheamus explains that he wants Drew 100% of Fastlane and doesn't want him to have any excuses. Drew then has a match with the Miz, beating him with a hurt lock. Ooh, says he. Because it's because it's Lashley's move. Yeah. 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 Oh, I see. Yes. Yeah, sure. yeah. This this was a long way of explaining what happened, but. It's raw, isn't it? It's gonna be like I'm it's gonna say something. Name, no, wait. Here's my music, and here, nah, nah, nah. oh wait, someone else's music. Fastlane nah, nah, nah. mm. just makes a mess of everything, doesn't it? Yeah. We're building towards WrestleMania while building towards something that's before WrestleMania. So people like Sheamus are just caught in the crossfire, so to speak, in no man's land. Yeah. And WWE presents Toll Booth. <laughs> <laughs> Nia and Shayna are on commentary for Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke versus Lana and Naomi. Midway through, Asuka's music hits and she takes out Baszler. Dana gets the win for her team. And then later on, Asuka faces Shayna in a singles match. And they do the bloody finish where Shayna has her move on. And then Asuka rolls her up and gets pinned. You would have thought by now, the six or seven times it's happened on TV, Shayna would stop doing that. Mm. Uh, they keep rolling after the match, though. Asuka is super aggressive, looking to slam Shayna's face into the exposed turnbuckle. But the referee stops her. Yeah. Hey, Asuka's good. Yeah. Hey. I'm glad they've remembered. Right. In the nick of time. It only but, took losing a tooth to get there. Once but again. Ross is Ross is still and I agree with him to be fair. I said Ross could maybe Charlotte lose to Asuka? And he laughed at me. That's it. We're building Asuka back up just to lose to Charlotte, aren't we? It's what it looks like is gonna happen. Yeah. Even though Charlotte wasn't on this week's Raw, which was a, a shock to me, because when was the last time that happened? Like since her when she's been an active roster member and not on some sort of hiatus, but uh isn't she yeah, shooting was, something? Yeah. What was it? That I, that TV show that another wrestler did back in 2004. Yeah. Or something. Shooting Charlie Caruso with an M16. A corner Sean Ross Sapp, I'm sorry. Um, New Day beat the Hurt Business to become the brand new Raw Tag Team Champions. And it's a bit abrupt, but not much else for the Hurt Business to lose to right now. Their celebration is cut short by AJ Styles and Omos, who challenged them for WrestleMania. And New Day accept... Wow, I love a good build for a WrestleMania match. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Isn't it was too straightforward? Again, Fastlane is this Sunday. They couldn't have done a title change there. They couldn't have had, oh, I don't know, Styles and almost have a thing. No, it's just, all right, you're the new champs. Can we fight? All right, fine. It's just I the- think... Sorry, oh, I'm sorry, Ross. No, well, I think Vince sometimes forgets that Fastlane exists and sometimes remembers because... Shane and Braun was advertised for Fastlane, but now it's not being advertised anymore. And yeah, I because they want people to buy it. <laughs> I, gen- I genuinely think that Vince has gone, book it for Fastlane, meaning WrestleMania. So they've gone, okay, they've booked it for Fastlane. Then he's gone, why is it on Fastlane? I meant I want it to be on WrestleMania, and they've gone off. Because why else? Something's going wrong. He's getting old, isn't he, to be honest? There is. There are yes. a lot of inconsistencies, aren't there? Because we had the, the promo with Shane and Adam Pearce of the week where they're like, you can't just walk up to somebody and challenge for a title. This is the WWE. You must fight and earn your opportunities. Unless you're AJ Styles and Omos who do exactly that and other superstars who do that as well. Um, Kofi Kingston broke some news this week, uh, as well this week where he said that um, you have to be registered as a tag team to challenge for tag team titles. He, he questioned Omos and AJ Styles as to if they're actually registered to be a tag team. It's amazing, mm. that, isn't it? Just the inconsistencies. They're just thrown there for no reason whatsoever. 
I think stuff like tag team registrations are least the show's problem, but you are right. Yeah. Uh, backstage, Bad Bunny decides that R-Truth deserves the 24-7 title more and just gives it to him. Like Vince McMahon gave Dean Douglas the IC title. <laughs> the 24-7 division instantly comes chasing after Truth, and this is, of course, because Bad Bunny was at the Grammys. I'm not sure if he had the belt there or not, but maybe they knew something might have happened at the Grammys because they showed that Bad Bunny gave back the uh, WWE shop version of the title because it had the sticker on the back. <laughs> <laughs> In case Megan the Stallion or The Weeknd decided to shoot on him, I guess. <laughs> We're so old. Megan the Stallion. I've never heard of the Megan we- the Stallion. Megan the Stallion. Is that how you say it? She's, the, she's, uh, she's the other one in WAP. That the other one in WAP? Oh, no, you're right. We're all WAP. 500 years old. Is that she also fe- does... Fetty WAP? Is that... No, no, the song is WAP. <laughs> Wet ass. Yeah. Um, has this totally passed you by? Oh. I know about you... WAP. I was just wondering if it was ah. the same as Fetty. Because Fetty WAP's a thing I've heard of. What's Fetty WAP? Fetty WAP's a man. Uh, mm-hmm. He does songs like uh, Trap Queen and all that. Trap Queen. Big traps. Yeah, yeah. Traps. Um, That's Brock Lesnar, isn't it? Trap Queen. Megan the Stallion does that song about how she's savage, savage. Uh, oh, is that? Oh, I've heard oh, that the song. The Carol Baskin right. parody. Yeah, 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 that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm claiming the Carol Baskin version came first, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Megan the Stallion covered that song about Carol Baskin. <laughs> Carol Baskin. <laughs> yeah. Killed her husband. Rapper. Whacked it. <laughs> Acted like it didn't happen. <laughs> that's Megan the Stallion. That's it. Oh, Did it because the tiger was starving. <laughs> Allegedly. Damien Priest easily beats Jackson Riker, but is attacked by Elias afterwards. Priest and Bad Bunny fight off Elias, but Miz sneaks up from behind and hits Bad Bunny with Elias' guitar to build up to this Bad Bunny-Miz match we're getting. Wow, what a scene match between a non-wrestler and a wrestler. Tag match, probably. Kevin Dunn missed it. Bastard. You don't see it it on the live, he missed it. It It The camera was on John Morrison, you just hear a clunk in the background and he missed it. Had to rely on replays. What a a shell. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, wow, it's weird seeing these non-wrestlers taking on wrestlers. Uh, Braun Strowman calls out Shane McMahon, and who continues to deny taunting or insulting him before taunting and insulting him. Shane says if Braun wants a match, they'll have it tonight. And again, what you say beforehand about uh, Danny Bryan being good, because most wrestlers, if they're good in WWE, are noble and therefore stupid. Uh, Braun was there going, how dare you say these things? And sat the stand there looking at it, stupid whilst Shane called him stupid. Later before the match can begin, Shane gets on the mic and claims he needs to warm up. He plays hopscotch, which he says could teach Braun how to count. <laughs> Braun chases Shane and catches him, but Shane hits him with a ringside camera. He elbow drops Braun through the announce table and covers him in green slime. Brilliant. He could say he got his own back. Oh, Matthew, you cheeky boy. Um, so I mentioned on a video yesterday to Ross that they on the YouTube highlights, they've cut out the bit where Shane hits him with the camera. So it just cuts to Shane jumping off the top rope. It's as if Shane has overpowered Braun Strowman without the help of any weapons. Pathetic. <laughs> In case people decide to emulate... Kids at home decide to emulate that by getting their oh, the old they news cut... cameras is that the dads have lying around, I guess. Is that why they've cut it out? And because it's because used devastating punches that you see from Shane McMahon to Braun Strowman. And yeah, slime, you're right. Which the implication could... is you just sparked him out. Yeah. Well, you yeah. could get your, your, the gravy out the cupboard or something like that and make some gravy and pour over your sibling, like the guns that... Uh, sorry, the, the slime Americans, I do <gasps> apologise. Yeah. To be fair, you know, my... Matthew, the Americans don't know the word gunge. I learned that this week. 
Oh, that's so weird, isn't it? Yeah. And we spell colour with a U. <laughs> to be fair, my, my, my younger brother used to hit me with a... He had a microphone, like a WWF or E microphone, and he used to hit me with that. But I couldn't, like, really smack him back because he was younger. But just so annoying, being the older one. But my Jack, sister- did he do the noise? No, he just hit me with it. <laughs> it often caught me there. I remember doing that, and he would hit me that with like, Ah, oh, Tom! My Get out of my room! Often, would often <laughs> tie me up and leave me in a field. What? <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, that that was a deep throwback. Well, well done. What was he the ones that was like they used to hit him with a brush? <laughs> they yeah. used to tie me a tree in the woods and hit him with branches. <laughs> I love my sisters. <laughs> and now he's the champ. I mean, we sure we sure been tortured. He's richly humiliated by our sisters. If one of them decides to come for him, though, he's in trouble. Oh, he is. <laughs> That's it. Who's going to challenge That's me? It. Oh no, it's my sisters. One of them left a scar on his head. I forgot which, yeah. what they did to leave the scar there, but yeah. <laughs> Amazing. <sighs> Alexa Bliss says that if Orton wants her out of his life so badly, he can do so at Fastlane. Orton accepts, and a match is confirmed between the two. So we have Braun Shane, or maybe not, with the Gunge, uh, Bliss Orton, and a tag team wasn't a tag team versus a proper tag team. Also, Bad Bunny would be there. It's all gone a bit weird. No, you've mixed up the two cards there. This is Fastlane. This oh, is yeah, happening right. at Bad Bunny yes. is going to probably be at WrestleMania. Yes, but still, it's looking good across the board. Yeah. Mustafa Ali is backstage giving a speech to his retribution pals, but Riddle interrupts on his wacky scooter <sighs> of hilarious. Oh, God, never match the US title. Riddle wins. Yeah, it was a good match. No. I mean, for, yeah, they, for yeah. a raw, yeah, it was one of the highlights of this week's raw, yeah. But <sighs> oh, have you I seen was... Retribution on Twitter? They've been all like T and T bar stands for trans rights, and yes. in one way, it's been very nice, like hooray, people saying these things. But at the same time, I'm going, oh, wait a minute, of all the stables, <laughs> the LGBT community gets Retribution. Is it because they're small time or because they're heels? Do you mean? Because the retribution is <laughs> a small time. The Mean Street Posse could have them. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Lashley beats Sheamus in the main event. And it's a very good 70-minute slobber knocker. Yeah. Lots of meat here in his main event. But after the afterwards, Lashley is claymored by McIntyre to close the show. Which I thought was a little harsh, to be honest with you. But still... Yeah, I- we need we need to give some credit to Sheamus because that's that's oh, yeah. three that's three like pay per view caliber matches he's put on in three weeks. More power to him because yeah. often watching that Celtic. Do you watch Celtic Warrior workouts? It's sometimes hard when he's trying to keep up with like the younger wrestlers because obviously he's an older man now. He's in his forties, I think, just in his early forties, and obviously the wrestling's taking his toll on his body. And he often he's quite stiff, and so watching him do these matches, I just find it amazed now he can just sort of do it. Yeah. It seems weird. It's, you have to watch the Celtic Warrior work so that makes sense, I guess, but yeah. yeah. Again, as a reminder, it was only a year ago, two years ago, he was having to do tag matches because he was so like broken and worn out and yeah. here he is doing all these long singles matches. So, hey, fair play me. I know. Yeah. You know what? Next time reminder... <laughs> Sorry, pal. Must be DDP yoga, I'm just saying. Yeah. I'll have to do a reminder like next week. If I can't think of anything crap and local to put in the Hall of Fame, I'm just going to shove him in instead. AW Dynamite. St. Patrick's Day Slam. Oh, that's right. And if you didn't know it was St. Paddy's Day, Cody beats Penta. Well, Penta had the little St. Paddy's Day hat. 
Oh, this bloody match. Uh, Cody beats Penta with a roll-up after Penta does the arm break spot. Penta attacks afterwards and is chased off by the Nightmare family. QT arrives late and they're all annoyed at him because God knows that the one thing to stop Pentagon Jr. was QT Marshall. <laughs> anyway, Jack, why were you mad with this match? Because Cody got his arm broken and then rolled him up. And Not just rolled him up, though. Both arms. Held him down with his arms, <laughs> one of which didn't work, surely. And because I don't know yet how effective that move is in the AEW universe, right? But I was a big fan of Lucha Underground when it was good. And that arm break spot was the most over move in Lucha Underground. It was awesome. And you do it to Cody and he pins you straight away. Everyone comes out to check on him. And as Pentagon or Penta is leaving, he's back on his feet going like, oh, bit sore that, lads. I'm like, oh. That's, that's the difference between Lucha Underground and Cody Rhodes is the fact he didn't have the spirit of America running through his veins. Yeah, the powers of all the eagles and the, the sugar rush of the apple pie to see him through all this turmoil. Because this bothered me, and I don't normally give a toss about like selling all too often, but I'm thinking Cody's arm was buggered at Revolution and then buggered all the way through the match and then one more big bugger right at the end of the match when he ripped it out. And then still, he could pin him down with his hands like that. And it's just like... Because I didn't make too much of a fuss about on my video for that episode of AEW with the whole Shaq thing where he didn't sell Shaq's powerbomb or whatever move it was. But this, when you look at that and then this week as well, it just needs to calm down a bit, the no-selling. Mm. I mean... You know why? It's because there's no forehead on his arm to bleed. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm a big fan of Cody Rhodes, obviously. I think he's great, but I don't know what's going on with this one. I don't know what the harm would have been in... Penta doing that spot, and then they've got to wave the match off because Cody's so hurt. You know, I don't know. He is good, but the booking's becoming a bit too. What's what is it? What's the word? Formulaic. It's too much in Cody's favour. Whatever word. Yeah, that is. it's too like yeah, it's too like one way, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I'm formulaic because it is repetitive as well. The valiant mm. Cody Rhodes overcoming adversity to usurp the the bad opponent i'm just rambling nonsense now bad cody <laughs> bad cody <laughs> <laughs> bad sell more hit my roll-up newspaper uh jade cargill wins a squash match against danny joyd and taunts red velvet Jordan. at ringside afterwards i am all right with jade cargill doing a squash yeah yeah of course it's a good german Jordan. suplex wasn't it Ooh. was good she Ooh. threw her across the ring <laughs> MJF introduces his stable, The Pinnacle, which he says, obviously, you go up, up until you reach The Pinnacle, who arrived in a private jet at the start of the show. And you know they did, because they were seen coming out of it. So it was on the tarmac already. I get flays to do that in the 80s all the time. It's great. He admits that his aim was always to take down the inner circle from the inside, the inner, inner circle, and replace them with a great stable of his own. They later take over the inner circle's locker room. What was your favourite MGF line during this? Because mine was... I've got it written down. Every time Jericho talked, I had to fall back as far as his hairline. I liked um, pretending like he wasn't a walk in the park, which, by the way, you could do with a little more of. That was, that was <laughs> a double, one. like a double one. Like, ba-bang. Oh. Oh. I like the I, opening. Oh, go on, sorry. I enjoyed that. This is Evolution. Randy Orton, Batista and Ric Flair. Because a lot of people have been saying it's like Evolution's promo when they first got introduced back in the day. I'm not, like, saying, I'm not saying like that. Inner, it's like the Inner Circle's promo Yeah, I'm well. not saying it's it personally, a... but it's a lot of things people have been saying. 
Why have they been saying yeah. that? That's stupid. That's what heel stables do. Yeah, because it's the past, present, what? the future. So it's the future's MJF, the present's Wardlow, and then the past is Sean Spears. <laughs> <laughs> that was the weird one when it like, here's the pinnacle, the top of the top, and just look at things merely in kayfabe, nothing to do with his wrestling or anything. Then Sean Spears is on the end, who's done bugger all in the nearly two years of AEW now. Uh, yeah. Like I yeah. said, someone's going to take those pinfall losses in the sixth eight yeah. man tag matches. Tully's not going to take the pin. <laughs> Matt Hardy's group beats the team of Jurassic Express and Bear Country after miscommunications between the good guys. Matt pins Mark Houston and brags about it. I'm not really that into big money Matt Hardy's stuff and this and that, but I do like when he's such a poo house. About, oh, that guy's definitely V. Oh, tag me in. Oh, do the dance, do the dance. Hits his finisher anyway. And then and then hooks the leg as well on Marco's mm. stunt. <laughs> that is good. Yeah. Backstage, Don Callis. Oh, uh, here we go. Tells the young books that they aren't the same dominant force he once saw in New Japan. Because they're going to be talking about New Japan when New Japan's not on screen. Yeah. This also saw very briefly... One of those things that annoys me about AEW, and I'm sure it annoys other people, because well, I've got a lot of people agreeing. Uh, Dog Cars went, hey! And it's the new shirt they have on Purus and Tees. Go strike while the iron's warm. About how you can't slap the thigh whilst you're resting. Because NXT has banned it, you know? There's signs online. Have they, have they banned it, though? Uh, well, everyone reported it, so it must be true, Ross. Yeah. I mean, no one's told uh, Gargano and others, but... Uh, no, not Drew, NXT, yeah. the main Drew, roster. McIntyre, or... Jey so Yeah. Everyone a, else. I thought it was just NXT. Yeah, there's loads of them on Raw. No, it well. wasn't just NXT. I think it was oh, specifically. It was I think oh. it was the. I think it started in the main roster, but um, started on SmackDown, I think. But they're just ignoring it, so that's fine. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I still don't care about thigh slaps, and it's weird to me. I know AEW needs to get their digs in WWE whenever possible, and sometimes it's like, yeah, fair enough, and then sometimes like, all right, move on. But for something that AEW wrestlers do as well, I have no idea why you point this out. No idea. Yeah. There's much here that says wrestling's fake. Yeah, exactly. Don't get it. That's the thing. It's like they, they take so many shots that some of them don't land. Like the brass ring at Revolution did absolutely no for me. And this one as well did nothing as well. But it goes both ways, doesn't it? Because I know Drew McIntyre's denied it in the press this week. <laughs> in the press this week. <laughs> Let's laugh to the phrase. Um, he's denied it this week. The, the shot he had during his promo on this week's Raw, and he was speaking about uh, there being no spark and promising fans and then under-delivering or something like that. Something along those lines he did in his promo yeah. on Raw. So it goes both f- ways. Spark yeah. won't fly or whatever. And sometimes it is good, but more often than not, it's just these days, it's, it's a bit like, uh, oh, I man. I like the fact that Drew said that, and then he went, oh, God, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to say it. It's just a common expression. Because if he did mean to say it like that, it makes him look really good and polite. And AW's look like a bunch of wankers. <laughs> <laughs> no, we did mean to say it. We put the shirt on the tee. <laughs> Brass ring. <laughs> um, I, I, fully, I agree with your point, that Matthew, that I, that it was more annoying to me, not because it was a shot at WWE, but because it's saying, wrestling's fake. Let's go to a match. It's a bit Russo almost. Like I didn't like it. Yeah, the thigh slaps on Raw aren't real, but in AEW, they are real. Like, yeah. what, what, what is happening now? What, what layer am I supposed to be watching this show on? Anyway, uh, that aside, John Moxley and Eddie Kingston face the Bad Brothers in tag team action and win with a Moxley roll-up. Another roll-up. Uh, the, the Badons and Omega attack after the bell, pilmanizing Eddie's leg and looking to do the same to Moxley's neck. Hmm. Quite a common thing this week. The books run out to stop them and refuse to return the too-sweet gesture. They argue a lot before Moxie chased them all away with a chair. I think this was really good for Moxie and Kingston. 
one of them getting beat down on the ringside and having to make that fiery comeback and then obviously the the books and the other lot getting into it. Mm. Yeah. All right with it. I just really wish that Cody match hadn't ended with a roller. Because <laughs> no, because no, no, I'm not. I'm not just throwing it back to that. Because this match ended with a roller. So, Jack, do you think if they pulmonized Cody's <laughs> neck, they'd get up and hit a sunset flip? <laughs> um, but I just uh, really, I really like this match. Moxie and Kingston are excellent, but I do wish that, um, yeah, the first match hadn't ended with a with a roller. Ross, I've got nothing to add. That's fine at this time. <laughs> Tony Schiavone interviews Darby Allen and Sting. Sting. Darby wants to be in a fight. Oh, sorry, wants to be a fighting champ. Just want to be in one and challenges any member of the Dark Order to a title match. And then later on, Big John Silver accepts. Woof. Lance Archer crashes the interview and wants Sting not to play with fire before leaving. And then Team Taz now interrupt, and Brian Cage tells Sting he respects him. The rest of Team Taz are furious and Cage storms off. Yep, we're still doing the thing where Sting comes out and everyone comes out in succession to go, wow, Sting's really cool, and uh, put him over. But this was, very, this was a very party. efficient segment, though, in my uh-huh. opinion, because it set up three things. You've got Darby and John Silver, you've got Sting and Archer, and Cage and the rest of Team Taz. I was like, wow, that is economical use of TV time. And, fair, fair play oh, to God. Brian Cage as well. I was going to say, just fair play to Brian Cage. I'd be sick of Team Taz as well if I was in Team Taz. Yeah. What we're going to do today, we're going to go and call out Sting again. We'll get yeah. you soon. <laughs> the same thing we do every night, Pinky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think as well, I, this opens up the door for Cage versus Powerhouse Hobbs, which is a match that I just definitely want to see mm. now. Oh, now you've pointed that out. Yeah, you're right. Great segment. <clears throat> yeah, we're going to get that. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Phoenix beats Angelico in a short but good match because Phoenix was in it. Yeah. Meanwhile, Marvez oh, no, fans... Angelico was... He was good as well. Oh, he, he is, is. It's just yeah, that we have yeah. to point out that Phoenix is probably the best wrestler in the world right now. Right. And in 2019. In 2019. And maybe yeah. last year as well. And maybe 2022 as well. Who knows? Uh, meanwhile, Marvez finds Miro in the gym and asks him about the rematch challenge from Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor. Miro isn't interested and wants to move on, but Kip Sabian comes along and still wants revenge because they ruined his wedding. There's tension between the pair, but they seem to make up. Miro walks off, and Sabian accepts the rematch against his wishes. This is the bit where Miro says, I have better things to be doing. And Sabian goes, I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed uh-huh. that Miro sort of dropping the gamer stuff now, and it's just like, it looks like this match is going to see Miro get sick of Kips, S-H-I-T, and then just go on to better things. Kips in big trouble. Yeah. Yeah. I did like the line from Miro as well where he's like, yeah, the worst thing you can do for your career is have your wife at ringside. <laughs> oh, you know what? I didn't even get that. No, I didn't one. either. Yeah. Sorry, I have to keep up sometimes with these, but I need a Red Bull just to keep up with these. Hey, remember? Yeah, the WWE stinks. Trevor Lute does my finisher bad. Bailey's a bad person. Brass ring. Yeah. To be fair, that Bobby Lashley stuff was rotten. That was the other news that happened. On uh, Saturday, so I'm doing a Twitch. Jim Cornette versus Mitch. Do we need to go into it? No, God. Oh, God. It's over now, isn't it? I know. Why was, what, why was Jim Cornette cutting a promo to an Inside the Ropes article about Miro on Twitter? Uh, <laughs> it's in that sense, you just... <laughs> because, because it gets him views, I suppose. He's yeah, just doing boy. his Piers Morgan thing, isn't he? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, they wrapped it up. They, it was, it's, all, it's all fake. 
they, they shook hands, whatever. Anyway, the main event is an unsanctioned, unsanctioned even, false count anywhere match between Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. Rosa wins after a brutal match with much twattery, with both women <laughs> bleeding by the end, especially Britt. DVDs on the ladders, a weird thingamajig through a table at the ringside. I forget what the move was, but it looked like the table gave it nothing. I was surprised at how much they did in this match. I was pleasantly surprised. It's that awesome Sanaka. <laughs> yeah, like they smashed one another. Don't, don't expect to see that all the all the toys, as some commentators like to say, and all the blood and all that gnarly stuff on weekly TV, do you? No. No. Yeah. And and when some wrestler, <clears throat> excuse me, some wrestlers just look cool when they bleed, and Britt Baker is a hundred percent one of them. She looks so like she's just such a badass, which is weird because it's not her character. But when she's like, when she gets all psychotic, it's amazing. I'm a big fan of both. Yeah, this was quite a eh, episode of AW, even with the twists and turns and new stables. This saved it. This made it memorable. It's made it worth watching. It's nice to see that they're giving the women something other than that one spot before the main event when people are getting a bit bored of the show. Finally, they had them at the mm. main event. And it was a great feud that's been building up for months and months. So, yeah, no issues here. Rebel went through a table. Yeah. Oh, that poor leg of hers. <laughs> but I did see some people go, I don't like seeing women do death matches or violence and stuff oh, like that. Over, I do. <laughs> <Sorry. right. laughs> don't worry. <clears throat> yeah, I do as well when they're really good like that. Yeah, when they're good at it. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> ah, and that was a weird oh, episode. Oh, of oh sorry. No, the, the, the aftermath made me cringe a little bit. And I can't go in too hard on him because I still want those Jericho Cruise tickets and the £5 a month and all that. But you see the aftermath with Tony Cotton. He's just trying to show, show that he's Matthew, a really caring boss. That's all, he's, Matthew, that's all he was doing. <laughs> Matthew, it's it's a bit cringy. You know how really rich people like um, Mark Zuckerberg and that are a bit, a bit odd? And they try really hard to convince you that they're human. That's what this was. So, like, <laughs> so after the match, they're all at ringside and stuff. And um, Brit's walking around. She seems fine, but obviously... She's got like thumbtacks in her back and blood all over her face and everything. She blatantly just wants to get to the back to get sorted out. And Tony keeps like pulling her back and being like, that was so awesome. That was the best thing I've seen. No, wait, wait, wait. That was the best thing I've seen on TV ever. And she's like, she's just like, thank you. Thank you very much. But that was better than Breaking Bad. But her body language is clearly saying, let me, <laughs> let me get to the back right now. I'm in a lot of pain. And Tony's just like, that was awesome. I'm such a fan. Get in the bin, Tony. <laughs> If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist 
specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yeah. Let That's nice to go hand in hand with the AW Dark Elevation thing where it came out and... Uh... Turn into a mole. I'll get you, Kenny Omega. What happened to his yeah, face? Yeah, God, these these <laughs> lights are bright, right? You know, I'll come get you. That, you know, it's like Kalisto. But yeah, it's Tony Khan doing those pre-film stuff for Tony being a dick. It's like ha 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 ha. Impact smells, lol. Okay, fine with that. But it was like you ever see the so the Simpsons where it's behind the laughter and uh, yeah, it's like Home was doing Rent Two. <laughs> They're all like doing a serious, like, yeah, so I have to make the rent. Oh, here's our landlord, Mr. Stingley. Where is the rent? Wait, I don't Just completely hamming it up with different performances. Oh. That's what this felt like. Yeah, yeah. Quitting <laughs> Omega. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no. So people are like, oh, no, is he actually making his, his way into the show some more? Think, who's going to say why, no to him? Is that why they've invented evolu- uh, Elevation, to distract him? This is your little playground. You can yeah. do all this stuff there. We'll do the. We'll book the the real one. Yeah. You can't even have, you have <coughs> even have him ruining Dark. They have to make they, a show for him. They hired Big Show to be his baby. <laughs> yeah. Baby. Look, he respects you. You fell off Kobo Hall that one time. <laughs> <coughs> oh, because that would be funny if AW's like, oh, it's not like it's not like WWE, is it? And then it's like Tony Khan coming out and going, next week we're gonna shift gears. <laughs> Nonetheless, <sighs> NXT. Finn Balor and Karen Cross come face to face at the start of the show. They're interrupted by Lorcan and Birch, who claim that the focus should instead be on Pete Dunne, who could beat them both. Our Scarlet suggests. Yeah, it was basically that. Um, uh, it was an excuse to get them into this segment. Yeah. Scarlet suggests that they defend their tag titles against Finn and Cross later. They agree. Dexter Loomis beats Austin Theory after some mind games, pretending to be his friend before hitting the silence for the win. What? I didn't see this. What does this mean? He, well, like... he abducted him for a while, didn't he? So he's yeah. obviously brainwashed Austin Theory. So towards the end of the match, Austin Theory hugged him and then turned it into the silencer. And then, yeah. Austin Theory's been brainwashed, I think, by Dexter Loomis. But then fights him at points as well. It was a bit confusing for me. It didn't make total sense, though. No. Hmm. Adam McCall cuts a promo saying he doesn't have anything personal against Kyle O'Reilly. He just didn't need him anymore. Regal comes out and says that Kyle isn't here due to injury. Kyle interrupts on the Tron and says that he's actually not there for Cole. He's actually not there for Cole's own safety. Later, Regal hears news of emergency and rushes outside, 
Cole and O'Reilly have been arrested, with Cole claiming that O'Reilly tried to run him off the road. Huh? Yeah, it's not the direction I was expecting this to go in. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, that, 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 that uh, denim jacket sent Kyle down the wrong path, hasn't it? Try to run yeah. people off roads and stuff. No, punk rock. Not he... punk rock. The other one. Metal? Classic rock. Classic yeah. rock, yeah. Glam rock. <laughs> <laughs> He's now two-tone scar. Um, why did their car chase end outside the performance centre? I don't know. It was a bit of a weird one. But Regal was very convincing. He was waiting weird. for him by the bush. Like, Can you imagine if there's like CCTV next week and it's just Adam Cole just put his indicator on just turning up the performance centre car park and then Kyle comes in at like 10 miles an hour. Whoa! <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> <sighs> Mendoza and Wild beat Brisango before Santos Escobar calls out Jordan Devlin. Uh oh. He arrives and Escobar challenges him for take hour. Devlin cheap shots him and leaves. Jordan Devlin's a handsome man in his own right, okay. But he cannot stand there and say to Santos Escobar, This is what a champion looks like. I'm not having that for a second. <laughs> you cannot do that, Jordan Devlin, I'm sorry. No not to Santos Escobar. You can do it to me if I was a champion. But not to Santos Escobar. There's levels, isn't there? Escobar is a bloody... Oh, my good! He's like Charles Leclerc. He doesn't look anything like Charles Leclerc. What are you going to say? Charlotte Flair? <laughs> looks like Charlotte Flair. <laughs> no, wait, what did you say? Charles Leclerc, the F1 driver that I... I thought you said Charlotte Flair correctly. No, he doesn't I look swear like Charlotte Yeah, I thought... It's like, it's like Charlotte Eclair. Like, is, that, is that a sweet? I'm trying to do a French pronunciation of Charles Leclerc, right? Because he's not English. But if he was English, he'd be called Charles Leclerc. Gonna see we're on the same level. Yeah. <laughs> Dakota Kai beats Zoe Stark. Eoshrai comes out afterwards. Kai tries to get in her face, but she ignores her and gives a contract to Raquel Gonzalez for mm. their title match. Mm. She really wants the match, doesn't she? I want the match. Uh, I don't want to be in it. I want. I want to see it. <laughs> I hope she doesn't lose. That would look a bit silly on her part, wouldn't it? Like, oh. Two weeks in a row now, I've come up to you in one week, I said, I want you. And then the next week, I gave you a contract because I want you some more. And then she ends up losing. I hope she doesn't lose. She she's going to be gonna, fighting chance. Going to lose, though, isn't she? Mm, <laughs> not yet. Not the oh, first I, time of asking, I don't I think, think this is the one. Oh. This is the one. Okay. Been waiting for. <laughs> haven't actually been waiting for it. That's just lyrics from Stone Roses, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that classic rock band we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Champa beats Marcel Bartel, but Volta, that's right, the Walter, comes out afterwards and beats him down. Slaps the grey right off of Tommaso Champa. Bloody hell. And uh, yeah, apparently that Imperium are so desperate to get Timothy Thatcher on their side, back to where he belongs, that they've managed to swindle Volta in the country. I thought they had to like, hit him with a tranquilizer dart like Mr. T in the A-team to get him to come to America. But he's there. <laughs> just imagine Volder in a safari park, just rampaging around. Volder, when I come to America, nine. All right, Tr- drink this. Okay. <laughs> Wakes up in the performance center. He's like, ah. Oh. Just imagine him, Ikea, leaning out of a jeep. Fascist. <laughs> 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 Right, we've had Police Academy, the A team. <laughs> Big hit uh, with the 18 or 30 demographic. Uh, so, yeah, this will probably get Thatcher to join, which will mean they'll have proper 
ring camp uh, on NXT. I don't think he, I don't. I don't think he will join. Oh no! But that I mean, we'll get Thatcher versus Volta. That'd be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'll join later. Maybe, maybe he'll. Do you think they'll go? Oh, we brought Walter. Oh, sure you have. Don't be. You got tricked me into the. Walter's here. He's just like. Do you think, really do you think happy if to he see does him. join, they'll kick Eichner out. So it's like the OG. That'd be great. Group. They'll go. We're here. The gang's back together. And then they all slowly turn and stare at him. Oh, yeah. that'd be a shame. Because then, what would Eichner do? Go back to being the base creator pro wrestler on two K games again. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. I felt like a twat saying that. That makes me sad, though. It just made me sad. i tell you what, though. How Tommaso... does Mad Kurt sleep at night, the mean things he says? Tommaso Ciampa is a, a snow shovel away from being that big old scary man of Home Alone 1, isn't he? <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. <sighs> LA Knight wins his debut against August Grey. Such a cool. weird sentence. He won, then, did he? Yeah, he won. He yeah. August Grey. No, no. Eli Drake. Believe? What do you mean? Of course, it's weird to think that Eli Drake of all people is back and beating evolved dudes. I thought that uh, Eli Drake was meant to face Bronson Reed. Yeah, but that never happened. Maybe that's that to do with... oh, Bronson Reed was trying on clothes. In all too relatable content for us big lads. <laughs> you get yourself a nice pair of trousers or a nice t-shirt and Primark. Remember Primark, lads? Yeah. Take yourself yeah. to the dressing rooms. Try it on. <laughs> Rips all our terrible uh, scenes. Yeah. But luckily, Reginald was in the store next to him, so he just took <laughs> stuff he ripped and put it in, and told the one, he, he ripped them. He ripped them. <laughs> Logan and Birch retain their tag titles against, I'm oh, sorry, after Finn accidentally knocks Scarlett off the apron, causing Cross to batter him. He continues the beat down afterwards to end the show. I believe one of Lorcan uh, or Birch, I think it's Birch, suffered an injury during this match. Oh, really? Oh. Uh... Yeah. And uh, that was NXT to show where Voldemort's triumphant return. Wait, Wait how did no, it No, debut. Wait. How did it No, it wasn't NXT. I can't confuse now. Was he... When he beat Pete Dunne, was he actually part of NXT? Um, he floats around, didn't he? But he's never actually been like an official part of the roster. He's, yeah. more, he's more NXT UK who just frequents in the yellow one. I feel like something happened at the wow, end of the you, show, but I don't know. That's a nice word, Ross. Frequents. Oh, oh right. Is that what you said? What did I say? What do you think? You said it in such a posh way. I thought you said something. I knew an exciting word. Oh, oh frequency. Oh, oh, I've heard of that. Hyacinth <laughs> Bouquet. Yeah. I, I frequent with Charles Leflair. <laughs> also, we're getting Volta versus Rampage at the NXT UK prelude, I think it's called. Yeah, well, obviously, oh. I want Rampage to win, Matthew. I'm sorry. Right. What what is that? What I saw that last night. What's the prelude? It's not a take hour. Le, Rampage isn't going to win, but if he somehow does, we will absolutely buzzing. Imagine. You'd love it if he beat him, would you? I is would on, love it. Is it on WrestleMania week? Yeah, when is it? Good question. I've got my computer in front of me. So it's, it's not a Rampage. Take, it's not a takeover, but it is a takeover. Why is it called the prelude? <coughs> the prelude to what? To uh, the... April 8th. Thursday, so it's oh, the prelude to the NXT and then the sake. NXT and the WrestleMania and the WrestleMania. I'll watch that main event all day long. You know what? It'll be the test of the next year of bloody Peacock works. <laughs> like, we've oh. got to have NXT being the, 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 the thing to make sure. The NXT UK has to be the one. Very good point. 
Very good yeah. point. Imagine the kickoff if Peacock ruins WrestleMania, which it might. But imagine Ooh. all the bandwidth needed for Volta versus Rampage. All the Americans <laughs> are going to be messaging us. What's happened at WrestleMania, lads? What did Rampage do? Not on that one. <laughs> I want Rampage to win, man. Come on. And that was the week of wrestling. I'm not gonna not gonna throw your support behind Volta, Matthew. We could do a little. I don't want to ruin your. I don't want to get your hopes. Oh, crushed. fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. You no, know, the cold hard truths of reality. It's gonna happen. I know. This I podcast know. is all about escapism. Yes, Rampage <laughs> is gonna win. That's right. Against, yeah, he uh, can. Uh, who? Who's your oh, Volta? Yeah, of course. Oh, Rampage only will of, win. Only, only one of them was a WCPW original and champion. Yeah, Volta was in there for a hot minute. Yeah, he battered loads of lads when he was in there. But yeah. still, it doesn't matter. It's fun. I remember being the one lad cheering for him. Volta came out, no pop, because the WCBW crowd was uh, very interesting and who they knew exactly. And it's just me going, yay, Volta. <laughs> Everyone else, yeah, Volta, hi. So I thought I'd brag about something no one cared about because what <laughs> oh, else are going to do with a podcast? <laughs> that was the week of wrestling. Let's have a rummage in our mail bags. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Now let's have a little old look in the mailbag. Hwagwan, uh, this is lockdown attempt three thousand four hundred sixty-two. I thought that was just you. Oh no, that's how it's actually typed. W H A G W A A A R R N N N. The way you were just introducing the segment. Hwagwan, everyone, it's time for the. Yes, that's my new thing. Hear me now. <laughs> yeah. This I, is used to, I used to say, used to say wag one at the start of videos. I used to get a bit of flack for it. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Oops. Apparently well, you're not, not Jamaican, allowed, I suppose. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, I'm not allowed to use that word. Yeah. But according to certain people, not everybody, I should say. Okay, yeah. I mean, we did that colloquialism game yeah. the other week. I'll that. read. There you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'll pet. <laughs> this is lockdown attempt 3462 to get onto the podcast. But hey, we try again. He's made it. Or she. Should we skip it? No. <laughs> I've been a fan of the wrestling since I was about nine years old. And as a result, for all of my life, I have wished to be a wrestler. I recently got the chance to watch Volta versus Dragonoff for the first time. And the first time in my life, I watched the match. And after about 10 minutes, I was thinking, I'm all right. Going to leave them to it. Mm. The hard-hitting and no-punches-pulled nature of that match made me think I wouldn't want to be in there. Obviously... Massive respect to those guys for putting such an amazing match and indeed to anyone who steps foot in the ring for our entertainment. But my question is this. Was there ever a spot, match or moment that made it clear in your mind that you never want to be a professional wrestler? Another honourable mention that made me shriek at the time was watching Becky give Charlotte the ladder leg drop at Evolution through the announce table. The table didn't break properly and Becky literally bounces up in the air off Charlotte's body and you can hear her groaning off camera. Oh. I would love to hear what you guys have to say. Thanks for all the amazing content as usual, and good luck for the eight-day haul over WrestleMania week. Is it eight days? It's four days of shows. And it... Oh, you know what? <coughs> I don't want to think about it. Yours truly, uh, Yusuf Faraj. Is it Thank you, Yusuf. F-A-R-A-G. Is it Faraj? Faraj. Thank you, Yusuf. Thank you. Very sorry for not knowing how to say anybody's name. Don't worry, I'll have that with everybody alive. But thank you, pal. Yeah, there's been times I've seen like they've had like, a Jimmy Hart or a Miz style character in wrestling and thought, I could do that, run away, not doing anything, having my big, huge hench bodyguard do all the work. That's, that's great, that, isn't it? Schoolboy finish, hey. And then, yeah, you see someone getting 
throw it off the cage. And you go, that doesn't look that hard. That, that's all right. And then you go to one of the live shows and you see how actually tall not only the ring is and not only the the ring ropes and everything else, but then they get the cage and you go, yeah, I'm all right with that. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't appreciate how big those things are until you go to TV and see it. It's and actually... That's like the commentator's putting over the big show, but really you see how big everything is in real life. Yeah, even standing on the middle rope feels quite high up, especially when you're looking outwards. You're like, whoa, I'm very high up here. It's crazy. Yeah. What was the specific moments or moments? Oh, right. Did you go, uh... Um... Yeah, but it wasn't, um, it wasn't to do, it wasn't a wrestling match or anything. It was when I was, um, about probably 10 or 11, because I did jujitsu a lot when I was a kid. And, uh, I got invited to be part of the Northeast Junior Display Team for jujitsu, right, lads? I know. And I had a bit really where every, like, where we went, we did, we did such events as the Heaven Festival and the Jarrow Festival. Um, and, I had a bit that I'd do with an older lad called David, who's still a great lad. He's got a family and everything now, um, where I'd be on doing a demonstration with my staff, right? Because it wasn't jujitsu as we think of it these days. It was more of a general martial arts class, right? And I was spinning the stick around and stuff, and he'd come on pretending to be drunk in a tracksuit. He'd be like, oh, what are you doing there? And then he'd attack me, and I'd beat him up with a stick. It was basically wrestling, really. Like, um, I'd pretend to hit him, he'd be hurt. We'd both grab the stick, and I'd lean backwards and he'd like fly over my head because he was really athletic. He was a really athletic guy. Um, and basically he made me look good. <laughs> he was like bumping all over the place, essentially. And um, I used to like it. I thought, I'm, I'm, this is good. This is like wrestling. This is cool. This little bit that I've worked out with me and David. Um, and then one day at training, we were all having a competition of who can do the longest forward roll. So you like dive into the forward roll. And... Um, I wasn't the best at that and I tried it and I was like really far behind it. The other lads were like diving way further than me. So I really went for it and landed right on my neck. And I was just like, you just feel, it feels so horrible. And that was from the floor. That wasn't even from like off a turnbuckle or anything. So that's the moment when I realized like wrestlers must like, it's serious. And it's, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't even injured in any way, but I just remember how stunned I was. And I was just like, ah, wrestling's not for me at all. And it wasn't even a wrestling match or anything that I was watching. It was a me not being able to do a diving forward roll. <laughs> Sorry, that was quite a long-winded story there, but that's that's when I realised. Well, that's what we like and appreciate from you, Jack. Thank you. Mm. You've reminded me, actually, before Ross says his. Yeah, well, I've told it many times before when I decided when I was drunk to give my mates a mattress a leg drop, not <laughs> realising it had no springs. <laughs> it turns out if you leg drop, concrete, essentially. It's not, Hogan makes it look so easy when you land on someone's big, soft head. Mm. Uh, this hurt. This hurt a lot, and um, I'm going to go into work the next few weeks with a bruised coccyx bone. Sucked. Mm. So I don't know how these people can do this, and then, oh, you did this, had the matches, the bumps, and it's like, all right, cool. Kind of Tesco delivery the next day to do me shifts. I'm like, oh, okay. Ross, what about yourself? It never, ever crossed my mind because uh, it was not accessible, like, for me when I, when I was younger. You never, ever, because obviously when we were younger, we weren't really online as much, like sort of 11, 12 sort of years of age. And you didn't know about like UK Hammerlock and stuff like that. Like there was the famous story of Drew McIntyre having to go all the way from Scotland down to Bournemouth, was that somewhere? Right down the south of the country to go to, to his wrestling school. So just him the and, fact that him and Prince Amin, off they go. Yeah, way I, it's just like all that stuff. It was just 
never sort of a, a possibility. You'd never put the pieces together to sort of work out. Well, Drew McIntyre obviously did, but his passion was obviously a lot bigger than mine for wrestling. Um, but I think, you know, when I was in my teens, I was as fit as a fiddle. So maybe if it was, if I was a teen today, I maybe would have given it a go somewhere. But Ooh. it just never crossed my mind because it was never really, you didn't know where to go or who to, who to speak to. And obviously, I can't do it now because I'm fat as anything. So. <laughs> Yeah, none of these wrestlers have anybody wait on them, you're right. <laughs> God. Hello, chaps. Aren't you all lovely? Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> Perhaps I could ask a question about wrestling. <clears throat> nah, don't be daft. With the seemingly imminent on-screen return of Bray Wyatt, I would like to ask, is this do-or-die time for him? After creating one of the most novel and interesting characters in years, possibly since Kane, it seems to me that they are now one misstep from the end of not only The Fiend, but probably Bray in WWE. A year ago, the character was improbably saved and enhanced by the iconic Firefly Funhouse match. Today, due to a series of decisions ranging from the lazy to the bizarre, it is most likely all our. There is no way The Fiend can drop down the card into a US title feud. A character that quirky has to be the focus of a big storyline, like Kane in 97-98, or they'll just become current relief like Kane 1999 onwards. Would love to hear your thoughts unless you are too busy trying to work out what the German phrase Floggen die kaputt horse means. <laughs> I can work out that one. Oh, I can't. All the best. One moo time. One Thank moo you, one moo time. time. <laughs> Thank you, one moo time. I will, say that, I will say that Caden 99, yeah, but then two years later he was clearing out the Royal Rumble. So there's, there's, yeah, I would disagree with the 99 back. thing because. Uh, but I do get the general point that uh, Mister Moo Time is making yeah. <laughs> or, or Miss. Um, yeah, I get it though because the fiend is. Oh man, it was so promising when he came out and had that match against Balor. I think it was, and everyone was like, "Wow!" And you know, it's it's when you've got such a high stakes character, it can go badly wrong, and it yeah. sort of has. Yeah, when he broke his neck like you do in jitsu rolls. Yes, yeah. I think the... And, uh, uh, oh, wait, the third time? Yeah. Oh. What a special oh. podcast yeah, this is. Yeah, it's fine. He's given, it, he's given him permission to do something. What's he doing? Uh, one of the light bulbs in the studio is burned out, so it's getting replaced today. Fair enough. Hey, that... Burned out. That's what we're going to be. The weekend of April 8th. That's our, um, about 2016. Oh, what God. do we call them? Are they landlords or the, the owners of the land that our offices are? Quite efficient when it comes to problems and that, aren't they? Not yeah. too bad. Yeah. yeah, they are. Yeah, that's good. Not too bad. Yeah. What was the question? The fiend. Uh, is oh, the yeah. fiend is the fiend going to be able to recover? Yeah. Or is he a kaput horse? Yes. In terms of being a world title contender, I would say a kaput horse. But in terms of having a career in the wrestling, WWE always needs a character like Kane, as he said, or the fiend. Always needs a spooky bollocks. So I think he's safe as houses. It's just being that sort of. Never really in a title picture, but always there to put on sort of big spectacle, impressive things like Kane did for much of his career. Mm. I agree with that as well. I remember being in Germany, talk, it's funny enough with that thing, but in Germany and uh, the Dubek Stub crew were like, I was like, like, who likes The Fiend? And I was like, oh, I like them. Say, you like The Fiend? Like, are you all right, Matthew? I'm like, no, 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 the Firefly Funhouse bits. Well, this is like last year, so. Yeah, the yeah. Firefly Funhouse bits are great. Do you not like them? And like, ha, 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 ha. Wow! It's like I was just one idiot. Like I said, I like Big Bang Theory. Like, ha, 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 ha. I'm like, no, do you know? Oh, okay. I've been in. And then I was. They were very quickly vindicated by how bad the character became and stupid, and emphasised 
everything that I didn't really care about when it first started. It was the, again, there's two different things to this character. The Fiend, the Alexa Bliss, the Black Goo, the I'm possessing you, Randy, hee 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 stuff. And then there's the Five Five Funhouse. Those mm. bits are great. The rest, eh. They just, they just spunked a load too early, to, 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 to put it bluntly. It's a shame Halloween came around when Halloween did come around, because... That's just the way I took it from the outside looking in is the fact that they wanted to sell lots of masks because Halloween and stuff. So let's get them in the world title picture straight away and Hell in a Cell happened and all that stuff. It should never happen that quickly. No, you're right. Yeah, it's, again, it would have been all right if, oh, I don't know, it wasn't Hell in a Cell season yeah. created by the people in charge who don't have to, oh, whatever. Bram, 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 bram. It would be funny though if he just starts being he, he he turns into just Bray Wyatt, just the presenter. Yeah. And there's people like, what are you talking about? The fiend? Who? <laughs> Never speaks of it about it again. Or maybe it would suck. Maybe Matthew should talk about the next question. Good morning and greetings from Michigan, USA. Hope you're all doing well today and every day. Aw. I want to take a moment to thank you for everything you do and have done for the past few years and during the name redacted days as well. Everyone at Cheers. Cultaholic have changed my life for the better oh. when I was struggling the most with <coughs> mental and physical health. I am currently in recovery after having my gallbladder removed, oof, but the problems seem to still be present despite the surgery. Hmm. I am thankful for the content you put out every day to give me something to look forward to. My question for you today is, if there was one thing in wrestling that you could change today, what would it be and why? My serious answer would be the independent contract of the Backland WWE but a less serious pick would be to have AW introduce the Hardcore Championship so Dark can have a championship of their own. Thanks again for all that you do. It's not a stretch to say that you have saved my life on several occasions oh my word. over the past oh, yeah. few years. I am grateful for you all and have a fabulous rest of your day. Andrew Smith. Thank you, thank you, Andrew. Andrew. So, sometimes we get questions like that. I'm waiting to see the end. This is only joking, you all suck. Honestly, it's just because it's very... I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just very odd sometimes to get yeah. such lovely phrase, uh, lovely praise even. Get well soon as well, by the way. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. Shout out to... God, being in hospital during this time. Yeah. I think what that'd be like. Yeah. And then you tune God. on and you go, God, I'm going to be here for another few days, maybe even a few weeks. I haven't got Peacock. So, of <laughs> course... Oh, hey, the Cult of Hollet Wrestling Podcast just dropped. I'll oh, listen to that. And it's like, who's George Reynolds? <laughs> the Darlington Sorry. Stadium Darlington <coughs> where's that oh. anyway, uh, so thank you Andrew cha- yeah thank you very much Andrew so it's, he's asking if you could change one thing in wrestling what would it be serious or hilarious seriously I would just make less of it in terms of the mainstream ones it's just I know it obviously the most I don't understand TV and how it works at all but there's obviously something in creating as much content as you possibly can even when it's bad so I would just just negate all of that logic and there must be a reason behind it obviously because that's why AEW now has so many shows and the one thing I hope they wouldn't do but it's happening um, mm. just you know trim your rosters down keep the good ones get rid of the bad ones and then put on less content because you can create more killer with less filler there you In go the words of some 41 I was going to say da, 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 yeah. da, da, da. Uh, mine would simply be two hour raw <laughs> yeah. Imagine how much better that show would be if it was like, oh, God, it just flew by, didn't it? Oh, what, what a great Monday night. Uh, mine would be for, let's say, a month of the year, a brief period of the year, maybe even just a couple of weeks. 
Um, there's like where's like a traditionally dead period of wrestling. June. Uh, June. Okay, summertime. Um, and then that's when all the forbidden doors are opened, and we have loads. Of, somehow, I don't know how this would ever happen, but somehow we get loads of super shows with different promotions going up against each different wrestlers and that. I want to see Okada versus bloody, you know, the lads. <laughs> the lads. Rollins. Yeah. yeah, I think it'll be good. That'll be mine. I can't think of a, a like an actual serious one because there's a lot wrong with the wrestling industry yeah. that needs to change. <laughs> yeah, I have a serious one. Don't count that other one being serious. Would just be between SummerSlam and Survivor Series. Give the wrestlers a month off because let's face it, oh. the wrestlers crap around that time anyway. So who would notice? Oh, I've added more wrestling. <laughs> I've got more. Onwards, entertain me. <laughs> That's Hell in the Cell season, Matthew. What are you talking about? Oh. Can't miss Hell in the Cells. That one time of the year where Hell in the Cells can happen. We can't, can't split can Survivor Series. <laughs> <sighs> oh no! I just see what the next one is. You cruel get. Uh, hello, Ross, Jack, and Mafu. For weeks, I have seen you try and guess what international phrases and expressions mean. <laughs> I've been meaning to send some Mexican ones because I think our language is one of the funniest. I believe we have the weirdest and most ridiculous ways of expressing ourselves, especially in Mexico City, where I'm from. Being an English as a second language teacher, I find it really hard to translate some of these expressions and would love to see you try. I'm only including 10, so Jack doesn't get sick of them. <laughs> I've, also, I've also included the expressions in Spanish so Matthew can try and fail miserably at pronouncing them if he oh, wants. Oh, goodness no. me. God, no. Thank you so much for all the content and your hard work. Oh, yeah, love to you too. I've been a fan since the name redacted days. Lots of love. Michelle from Mexico. Thank you, Michelle. Yeah, gracias in advance. Uh, I didn't do Spanish at school. I know Spanish from Super Crazy doing the uno, dos, tres, punches oh, in the corner, and that's which, it. Which knobhead picked this question from the mailbag? Oh, what a twat. Oh. <laughs> I could I could read them out and you two could guess, but oh, no. Matthew, part We're of the fun is Matthew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, did you did you do that? Oh, mate, a star. Oh, oh, spectacular, yeah, fantastic. Uh, oh, again, I apologize. Apologies to you know the. Suppose, how cool is that? Again, that we've got people from genuine Mexico, listen to our podcast. Genuine Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that great. Yeah. Anyway, um, they're probably going to cancel after this. Number uno. No. no. <laughs> he's, he's just slipped that in casually there. <laughs> no, yeah. and that's it, though. Number, that's uh, it. number uno, whatever. Yeah. After quesadilla, I'm done. No tener pelo en la leguena. Oh, Wait, sorry, are you going to read the English? Right? Right? You are going to read the Not having hairs on the tongue. Not having hairs on the tongue. <laughs> yes, slick. You're a smooth operator. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, you're a, you're a witty guy. Uh, being brutally honest. That oh. makes sense as well. That makes uh, sense too. Uh, dos andar con el Jesus en la boca. Can we have it? Can we have it in English, please? <laughs> All right, sorry. <laughs> Having Jesus in your mouth. Having oh. Jesus in your mouth. I thought you guys were waiting for me to it's stop boca laughing. Boca mouth, wow. Because bocadillo is a sandwich. Barocca? So is that like literally like mouth thing or something like that? Mouth food. Is Barocca of Spanish origin? But it sounds like a Spanish word, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, having, having Jesus, Jesus in the Jesus mouth. Being very honest. Yeah. Being extremely worried. Okay, okay. 
Ours okay, was better. So you got Jesus in your mouth, yeah. Ours made more sense than the languages, but. Um, te. Uh, oh, God. Uh, te. Agaron. Comendo. Camote. They caught you eating sweet potato. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you've been cheating on your diet, getting all the carbs in. <laughs> oh, sweet potato is good for you, though. You've been. They've caught you doing really well yeah. on your diet. That's what I guess. <laughs> they caught you distracted. Oh, fun fact, Komote tends to be a euphemism for male genitalia. Oh, oh, there it is, there it is, there it is. Bueno. Number four, sac... Oh, God. Sacale le sopo e alguin. You're getting the soup out of someone. <laughs> is this another vulgar one? Spill the tea, right? sister. <laughs> yeah, getting the truth. Yeah, getting the truth. Ross is one. Yeah, it's exactly right. Getting someone to tell the truth. Or oh, spill the beans. Ross has actually got one right. Well is that done. the first time we've... Right. <laughs> don't, spill the, don't spill the beans in Mexico. They spill the soup. <laughs> and remember this when you go to Mexico and you interrogate someone. Um, I do remember one time when I was going, coming through, yeah, some California and waiting in the queue and it came over the tannoy. Can someone who uh, speaks Spanish please come to the so-and-so desk? And everyone in the queue started laughing, going, who doesn't speak Spanish in Southern <laughs> California? <laughs> so, kind of flashbacks of that now, and I'm going, okay. Uh, uh, Dale el avion, giving someone the plane. How's, pl- how's plane spelled there? Plane is in... Avi- avions, yeah. It's like, <laughs> avion, yeah. I don't know why I did that for a plane. Uh, giving someone the plane is... Uh, giving, giving them the boot. Get out my house. Oh, I was going to say giving someone um, the freedom to make their own decision. They can do what they want. You can do what you want. I'm giving you the plane. The world's your oyster. Ignore or not give uh, importance to what someone is saying. Oh, the very opposite. Damn. Oh, God. Number, number six says... Que pedo. Pedo, probably. Still not, oh, very, okay. still not much better. I know, it? but I can't not see that. Say, que, que pedo? What fart? What fart? What fart? Um, Jay, what, what fart? Load of bollocks. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, what a load of rubbish. Attack and rubbish. Meaning, what's going on? Either as a greeting what? or to show surprise. <laughs> like Kepas like Kepasa. Like that Kepasa is Ke- what's yeah. happening. Ke- Kepedo. No, that's not a thing. Mexico is so silly. What's he like? Calm down, Mexico. Uh le chileta. To keep chasing the pork chop. I know I did French. Oh no, it was my Italian from me there. To chase the pork chop. To keep chasing the pork chop. To keep striving for something that you're never going to catch. Sticking on the hard drugs. That's their version of chasing the dragon. <laughs> I must get back to work, especially if you hate your job. Oh, the rat race. Getting back to chasing mm. the old pork chop. Bloody hell. That dusty trail. Pork chop <laughs> On that lonely road of faith. <laughs> <laughs> Break it down! <laughs> <laughs> Eshala mucha crema a los tacos. Christ. Huh? Let me say it again. Eshala mucha crema a los tacos. I've got a lot of cream in my sh- taco shell. What? It, yeah, putting a lot of cream in your tacos. Oh. Um, why on. do I only, why the, where's the only one that I can translate the food one? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, uh, 
Oh, giving yourself too much, taking on too much work. Hey, big spender. <laughs> mm. Exaggerating a story or one's achievements. Oh, uh, yeah, right. Makes sense. Makes yeah. sense. And or crudo. I'm raw. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, I am. I am a bit tired, me. Tired, yeah. <laughs> not not saying from what, but I'm just a bit uh, tired. I'm hungover. Oh, okay. Hmm. It's up Sunday. And finally, esta de huevo. It's one of the eggs. Um, <laughs> uh, it's one of those clever people. <laughs> it's one of the eggs. It's it's much of a muchness. It's irrelevant. When something is incredible or really cool. Oh, the, again, the opposite of what I've gone for. Like whenever we watch a Phoenix match, I guess. There was a guy at what culture, really like him still, lovely lad, who used to describe things as if something was really cool, he'd go, That's the tits, man. Is that like yeah. is that like that's that's one of the eggs? It's the, the tits. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's one of the tits. All right. There are others. Well, uh, gracias uh, to Michelle to Michelle and all the lovely, lovely people from the area who are probably never going to listen to the podcast again. Yes, this segment persists despite everybody saying it shouldn't. And who can blame them? Please, please, please send in your colloquialisms. If you really want to hear me butcher your beautiful language, Send them to mailbag at And if you have any other thoughts as well. I was going to say, do people actually say it should be cancelled? Because this week's mailbag was quite literally 75% of <laughs> really? the world stuff, yeah. I Because we don't hear, well, I don't hear on Twitter, whatever, from people who have had theirs done. So I just assume that instead of going, oh, thank you, Matthew, that was beautiful, they just never listen again. Oh, no, Can't, it's all they, different... they cut that bit out and show these mates, look at these gringos. <laughs> <laughs> Can I make a, a mailbag request? Can people You're send making in a request to mailbag. Okay. To the, to the to the to the listeners. Can you please send in maybe something quirky or strange about where you're from? And then we can discuss it on the pod. Yeah, who who's your uh, George Reynolds? Yeah, what's what, what weird <laughs> what what weird things have happened in your area? What's yeah. like a crazy thing that happened in your town? What's a rumor that went round? Yeah. Yeah. To Aragon Commando, uh, Hangus the Monkey, you know, that <laughs> because, type of thing. Because we can't keep doing these forever, as, as, as great as it is, like, we just can't. Yeah, yeah, great. Something about your language, your expressions, and what your town's famous for. Oh, oh. That'd be great, actually. So now we can, like, picture them and go, can't remember the language, but I remember that's, that's where that thing happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, well, it's basically yeah. going to be just, like, yeah. a travel show, but we'll just have to imagine yeah. it instead. <laughs> I like the segment, me. I learn yeah. something new every week. Well, we can keep it if you want. I mean, I'm sure people will still send them in. Send in what you want. It's everyone. bad, though, but the only bits I remember are... Was it the Alabama stuff? Oh, it's no Southern... Oh, there we go, yeah. The colloquialism. Yeah, yeah the colloquialism yeah, yeah. one where it was Southern, Southern America, and it was... You know, I've already forgotten them. So I was completely contradicting myself there, but it was one of the ones that I'll be there regardless, like, even if it's raining... That yes. wasn't at all. It's no, time for Lord, me to stop Lord talking. Willing, Lord willing in the rain don't, the sun that, don't shine. Lord willing in the Lord willing sun, the rain don't shine. I'll the rain don't fall or something. Yeah, Lord yeah. willing in the whatever. Yeah, yeah. It was the cool. rain don't shine. I just say it's time to definitely move on now. Uh, thank you, Sean. Gracias. Cheers, pet. 
Reese's Pieces. As we said previously, if you're paying attention, and good for you if you were uh, watching the entire bloody podcast, or just skip to the end. <laughs> skip to the end, just make a quick speed run in the podcast, just not listen to them at all. But we mentioned that Benjamin Cox had done a Cultaholic podcast playlist. And it's almost every song or artist nominated or inducted in the Hall of Fame on Cultaholic's Weekly Wrestling Podcast. And it says available every Friday on YouTube and Spotify. Oh, thank you, pal. Mm. So it's working this in. So for Reese's Pieces, we're going to do them three at a time. We have to oh. go around and pick Wait, which one we no, prefer. No, no, we can't do them three at a time. Because there's 37 and that's not a multiple of three. So we can do them two at a time and then throw in an extra one at some point. Okay. When we get to the final one, we'll make up one. Or we can just, we make just do that, three at the end. Make just that a three at the end, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we get to, we get to 34... Oh, hang on. We'll sort it out. Just do twos and then we'll see what happens at the end. Okay, twos it is. Two twos now. Cheers. The way it goes, fastest thought first. So Ross (gasps) is going first because he's running on diesel power. Sorry, when you say two twos there, uh, Owen doesn't know who Lethal Bizzle is. Get out. I know. I know. Lethal Bizzle is known in the Wirral. I'm not having that. uh, Owen's not from the Wirral. He's from Liverpool. Is he not? But, I thought he was from the world. No, Jack Atkins, the writer I from Beck, our, my, I've got me wolves mixed up there. Owen's not a wool, Owen's a real uh, scouser. They all look the but, same, don't they, Ross? <laughs> doesn't know who, nah, They've got afros and say, calm down. Um, calm Too busy down. buying houses, uh, etc. All these other 90 stereotypes. Um, but yeah, he doesn't know Lethal Bizzlers, which I was disgusted by. What does he listen to? Was he playing when he's having a shower? At the minute, he's listening to a bit, a bit of Synthwave. Oh, okay. But um, he also recently got recently got into the Beatles. I was like, "What? <laughs> you're from you're uh-huh. from you're from Liverpool." <laughs> but then he is like twelve years old. So come on. Have you heard of the Beatles? Anyway, sorry. My way by Limp Biscuit, or not enough for me. Michelle McCool's theme by Jim Johnston. My way. My way. Uh, yeah. What? Why was not enough for me? For enough, I can't remember. It sounds like a Ross nomination. You're no not idea. Enough for me. No, That's definitely no. It's a big song, though. It that is. was David Ross who did it. Ross nominated. My way is a song that happens at Rise, usually around WrestleMania period, because DJ Ash loves it. But we'll put it on, and everybody, including myself, would be like, "Oh, let's like do the promo, like the the music video package." You're trying to get someone's like, "You be the Rock, I'll be Austin." And it's just standing off and going to just one. Anyway, I can't do this just year, can I? Ah, no. 21st of June. Should we, should we try and do something where we like we each do a bit and we just send it to the, the editor? No, I've got loads of work on for the next month. Oh, say, Ross says, this isn't about Deborah. It cuts to me going, no, you put Deborah at home and I'll just like go, go screen. That might be a series in that, just us yeah. parried and famous wrestling things. Yeah. Ooh. Oh. Uh, Jack, I need to beat you. I need to beat you. <laughs> you just don't understand. I just need to beat you. <laughs> Just lay off, all right? I'm <laughs> me, you, Darlow Stadium. 2,000 fans, maybe. Anyway, Wild and Young by American Bang. Oh, my <gasps> God, no. Or Thorn in Your Eye. Thorn yeah. in Your Eye all day long. Wild and Young by American Bang. I hated we Wild and Young by American Bang. I've been young. reviewing the old bloody episodes of NXT. Like the proper original NXT, and this song comes out all the time. It's a great song. It's 
all that's the one song they had and then they sod it off because it's, they realized what no. they'd done to music <laughs> no you're wrong it's we it's a no no longer wow. a thing no yeah. no it's a great song it's so optimistic you see daniel bryan there young daniel bryan ready to go and we have just me. But the song isn't wild or young. It sounds like old people singing about being Slow old. It it's like when Ed Sheeran sings about drinking bottles of whiskey, neating exactly. castles. You never did that, did you, Ed Sheeran? <laughs> tosser. He's not a tosser. He's a lovely man, a very talented yeah. one of that. But you never drank in castles, did you? Yeah. I like am hanging out my ass. You know, I'm, I'm going for uh, Wild and Young. Oh, well, I'll be... Yeah. Anyway, I'm going with Thorn in Your Eye because that's a song you can sing at Rise and no one knows you don't know the lyrics. And the top to the top, the thorn of beat, and I grow my eye to the thorn of beat. Walk, walk, So good. What the electrician must be thinking here. <laughs> oh, is he in the room? He's just there doing work. <laughs> get him on! Yeah, 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 get him on! Get him on! <laughs> What's he thinking of American Bang? Distance, lads. Distance. Too oh, much. yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. That's very Can you turn the distance. camera around? I mean, he's in the, in the studio, so you can't oh, actually see him. Oh, right, right. Fair enough. Is he recording? <laughs> <laughs> the Beautiful People by Marlon Manson. Or Three Lions by Badil Skin. Oh, the Three Lions. Scenes. Three Come Lions. Near chance. Near chance. So all you need to say is that and say the name of the song and I've already got it playing in my head. So, mm-hmm. Welcome to the Isle of Wight. <laughs> He's on Spotify. Derek, Derek Sandy. Sandy. Or Like a Prayer by Madonna. Oh. 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 It's like a prayer, isn't it? Like a prayer is a big tune, yeah. Especially in Glasgow. Especially mm. the Grado version. I quite mm. enjoy the Grado version. <laughs> the little tweak that it. The Grado Berg thing. It's probably like the, the oh. absolute pinnacle of ICW. Yes. Life is it's oh, the way. Oh, yeah, so good. Be faithful by Fat Man Scoop and the Crooklyn Clan. <laughs> <laughs> or my sacrifice by Creed. By the way, I was going to say, lad, wait a minute. Yeah. yeah, there's a lad on Twitter <laughs> Take who the floor, was <laughs> who um, <laughs> no <laughs> Ross said, "E, don't worry, he'll sing." Let me scroll down my Twitter feed. He's it's missing the podcast. He's um, missing the podcast this week or something. It, no, I was gonna like do him a video and just DM him it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I can't find him wasting time on the podcast. No, I'll I'll DM you it. And then you can respond by blocking me. So I've already sung my bloody uh, But yeah, it is of course My Sacrifice by Creed. Which one of those songs I started off where I didn't really think much of it and then got overplayed and became a joke. Like the plate of everybody. I remember when WrestleCraft did their parody of it because it was so it was so uh, frequent on Raw that they did one like Kamala Bull and a strike on Raw, <laughs> slow motion <laughs> stuff like that. Amazing. <coughs> and uh, but now it's come round, it's come full circle. And if this ever came on, I'd be like, "Yeah, hello, my friend." We mean, okay. oh. It sounds like a, a Team America song. It's so it really like, does. It's so like American. <laughs> yeah. When I come around, Green Day. Oh, okay. Or Island in the Sun by Weezer. Oh, what a clash. Ugh. It's so 90s. <clears throat> we got first off. one for me. Yeah, it's first one for me as well, but I, I respect Weezer. Great band at, at the time. Uh, I'll say when I come around, because as a 
Green Day to a certain point were were fun, they could listen to, and then just run about American Idiot or National Super Hits or stop getting them. Matthew, just sorry, the slander is outrageous. Sorry, I used to resent Metro Radio in about two thousand and four when every third song was "Wake Me Up When September Ends." Yeah, that's a beautiful song. So, oh, not when it's played every third (laughs) song though. I met Radio. Tony Horn in the morning. How am I, Tony? What you doing with your life, son? I do agree with Matthew that early Green Day when they were like more punk and less like big rock opera was was better. But and you can't slag off international super hits, Matthew. That was the greatest hits. A basket case. On but it. So that's what, that's what I put a line. Oh, that was the end of that, that. Was, that was Rock Austin WrestleMania seventeen. Just one. Yeah. <laughs> Burst of yeah. Teenage life. The radio edit. Oh. Like Daz Samson. Oh, good God. What you looking at by Uncle Cracker? <laughs> what you looking at, isn't it? No, it's it's Daz Samson for me, unfortunately. Yo, you're dealing with the X Factor. I got everything I ever Wait, wanted. That's what yeah. that song's called? Yeah. I think it, what you look at, it might have been the, um, the second, because I think it was me who put oh. it, the second X Factor theme oh. that they used at WrestleMania 17 that was a bit like more heavier and less words and less Uncle Cracker. No, I, I'll go for Daz still. Wait, wait, WrestleMania oh, 17? When they're on the, on the, on the um, pre show, weren't they? Oh, oh, right. Oh, they're oh. on the kickoff with Charlie, that's right. Oh, yeah. bless them. <laughs> what you looking at? Everyone goes, not you. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a pill by Pink. Oh, oh tune. Don't remember that. Come on. Oh, Skater Boy by Avril Lavigne. Oh, oh that is oh. a clash of the Titans there. <sighs> I'll go just like a pill, me. Um, I'll go just like a pill as well, but it's a very close one. Yeah, sorry, Avril. Uh, go just like a pill. Even though I am rather entertained by the conspiracy theory that yes. Avril Lavigne died and she's been replaced by Brian Lee, the fake Avril Lavigne. <laughs> <laughs> and then she'll come back and they'll both... Like, and they'll merge, become super Avril. <laughs> uh, <sighs> why have Crystal... you had to go make things so complicated, Matthew? Oh, you... Yeah. The Crystal Maze thing? I'm with you, Matthew. Thank you, Ross. Unless that's an Avril Lavigne song, which it is, is yeah. good. Oh, is it? Hey, yeah. the, the, the note she hits three quarters of the way through that song is spine-tingling. Hey, hey, you two, stop no. it. Uh. Move on, please. The Crystal Maze theme. Oh, What's My Age Again by Blink-182. How's the Crystal Maze theme going? Da, 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 da. No, that's the X-Men. That's X-Men <laughs> theme. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. Not play the significant part of my life is Crystal May, so I'll go with the latter. That was like the intros round on Nevermind the Buzzcocks, though. Yeah. Yeah. But with a but with a zoom lag, (laughs) it's made it a bit difficult. Yeah, that probably wouldn't. Um, Sounded good to us. I'll go for What's My Age Again. One of the many songs covered by uh, American Rachel, the best band in rural Lincolnshire, Badger Fest. Badger Fest coming back, lads. You could stop referencing all this local stuff, no one cares about Jack. It's my band, how dare you? Um, no, Blink, Blink, uh, what's my age again? Crystal Maze theme, love it. Love the Crystal Maze, love the original. Still haven't seen any of the new stuff, though. Have you seen any of that? No, with Richard Ayuardi? Yeah. No, I've not seen it. Yeah, I will. Oh, Kiss from a Rose by Seal, or Get Got by Death Grips. Oh, that would have been Oh, that was my attempt at being funny, wasn't it? Yeah, because oh. I want to see the BTS film with me mates. So I said it was a great film, so that's why I'm nominating Death Grips this week. I mean, wow, not a dry eye in the I house like, after that like one, Matthew. Song, I like the song Get Got. I might have nominated it. Yeah. 
The correct answer is Seal, though. The greatest, uh, the greatest key change in the history of music. I, I'm going to go for Death Grips because I feel like Seal was nominated to spite me for that time when I slagged off Kiss from a Rose. So I think I got nominated the next week. Is that why? Yeah, I'm going to go for Get why did you Got. Sl- whoa, 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 whoa. Grind the shovel, tw- hold. Why did was, you slag off that? Because I was drunk in Rise and I had Twitter open on my phone. A bad combination at the best of times. Oh, remember and yeah. I And I tweeted like, everyone's going mad for Kiss from a Rose and I just don't, I'm just i not right. drunk enough. I just don't like it unless I'm hammered. And everyone, everyone was angry at me. <laughs> um, and rightly so, a lot of people might say, but I just don't like it as a song. Um, but Death Grips, I have a story about Get Got. At what culture we had a uh, like a shared sort of jukebox system uh, where we could all cue a song type of thing, right, for, to come on in the office. And I once put on Death Grips, and one of the bosses of what culture put a message in the group chat saying, this is the worst song in the history of music being played in this office. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, bloody hell. And I used to put Lolly on all the time. He was put on Viva La Radio. Another Tuna. great key change in the history of music there from Lolly. Yeah. Uh, so I'll go for Get Got, but I also like, oh, I've seen footage, I stay night. Yeah. I'd forgotten about that, that you versus Seal. <laughs> <laughs> ah, but you know, the annoying thing is, if Adam Pacitti, our boss and lord, had gone, you know what, I just don't like Kiss from a Rose, you know everybody would be going, yeah, you're right, screw him. It's not actually that good, is it? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I've some always people, hated Batman forever. I think some people would still kick off with him. To be fair, I would. I think it's a fantastic song. Couldn't give a toss what Adam likes. Exactly. <laughs> Baby, get out of my dreams. Get in my. <laughs> oh God. Who's that lady? <laughs> oh, New York State of Mind. Oh. <gasps> oh, these are two of mine. I think. First one all day long, isn't it? As in. NASA's New York State of Mind. Yes. Not Empire State of Mind. Yeah. Oh. I'm just, ah. I've got to go for Billy. It's more feel good, but New York State of Mind's banger. Uh, I'm not that big of a fan of Gal My Dream song to say Nas. Yeah, Nasty Nas. Na- yeah. Nasty Nas. It's, it's, it's a good way to nominate that, isn't it? The song that gave birth to the phrase or popularized I Never Sleep because sleep is the Please cousin it. of death. Oh. That's right. Maybe we should have gone for that one. And I didn't realise that it's actually a thing in myth until I played Hades. Ah. And hypnosis, mm. yeah, related to death. I thought it was something he came up with. I'm like, oh, it's myth. Right, okay. But he still used it in a brilliant way. Oh, yeah. It's so oh, God. I agree with him. <laughs> anyway, we can all relate to Nas's We can all relate to sleep being death. <laughs> we can all relate to break, being brought up in Queens. One more sleep closer <laughs> to death, if we're lucky. Oh Santa by Mariah Carey or <laughs> Stacy's mom founds of Wayne. Stacy's mom all day long. Stacy's mom. God. Yeah, oh Stacey. Santa isn't the good. This is the second one, isn't it? She's tried to do two Christmas songs, didn't she? I nominated. How for greedy a, is that? I nominated for a joke because I was watching Pixie Lot's Christmas Countdown. I remember. And she got number one and went, "It's that Mariah Carey classic, Oh Santa." And I was like, "That's that's got to be it's got to be a rib from Pixie Lot there." Yeah. Stacey's mom because she's got it going on. Mm-hmm. I'm still standing by Elton John. Ooh. No, no, oh. no, no. I'm Dill Danden. I'm Dill Danden. Oh, September, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh my! Come on, me. It's the second one. September. Yeah. 
There's only one universal truth around the world, despite the differences of colloquialisms, languages, and differences. And that is Earth, Wind, and Fire are awesome. So, no matter you how need, old you, you need are. You need to, if you haven't already, search out the kids' uh, MGMT with September put together. Masha. Oh, music Nirvana. Yeah. No, they did like Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yeah. Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, if you had tweeted out. I think Earth, Wind, and Fire are crap or whatever. Oh. <laughs> People, everyone would stop what you were doing. DJs would. Whoop. I wouldn't dare. Yeah, no, no, no. Hey, bouncers. Yeah, there's a guy here. He's got a rock hat on, and yeah, he's wearing a cult it's holic shirt. It's not rock hat, Matthew. And he went, oh, Jack. Yeah, we know him. It's the it's the Chicago Bulls. Oh, is it not actually the Rock? No, you oh. said it before. Can you go close to the camera? Yeah, you're right. Barcelona <laughs> by Freddie Mercury. Oh, oh Joe I don't. I don't think I was there when that went in. Me neither. Barcelona. As in, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, strange. He just left without saying bye. <laughs> the electrician. Yeah, he's a big Death Grips fan. <laughs> so yeah, Barcelona or Joe Taxi by Vanessa Paradis. Barcelona, because I've never heard the other one. Joe Taxi. On what, what was Joe Taxi in? Because um, my. Girlfriend tried to annoy me with it because she likes it, but then I liked it so much that I now annoy her whenever I put it on. She's now sick of it. I have outlasted her in the war of attrition that is Jola Taxi. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Barcelona. Because that was on the the three-disc Queen best of, I think. Mm. That I had as a kid. Anyway. Piano Man by Billy Joel. Oh, yes. Or Flowers in the Window by Travis. This is a pachitty one. <laughs> First one, isn't it? Yeah, it's Piano Man, better song. Yeah, yeah. Piano Man is a spite, Pacini. Fill Me In by Craig David. <sighs> or It's My Life by Bon Jovi. Oh, oh it's, too my, big. It's, it's My Life by Bon Jovi, all day long. Uh, I, when A few years ago, I'd have gone for It's My Life, but nowadays I've heard it too many times, I think, because I lived with a lad who has <laughs> this ringtone. <laughs> Very intense ringtone. So if you've got to call it, it'd just be like, It's <laughs> Um, did you ever meet James Ross, who I used to live with? Don't think so, no. Uh, he was an odd fella, but lovely, lovely guy, lovely guy. Um, but I'll go for Craig David. I'll pick Craig David because it's my life by Bon Jovi. I get annoyed when it comes on the club because it means, oh, that's the one Bon Jovi. We're not going to get living on a prayer, which is way <laughs> better. Oh, so. no, I would say it's my life's best song. No, no. Oh, yes. come on. I like oh, yeah. it's a very basic song. It's like dumb. Yeah, it's not right. there's nothing. It's another, another great key change as well in the history of music. Living on a prayer as well. Yeah, I was gonna say like, all of Bon Jovi's. Well, oh, <coughs> it's it's my life. Does it for me? Well, I like um, Wanted Dead or Alive. That's another big one. Oh, okay, yeah. There Wanted we on a steel horse. Yes, <laughs> so good. <laughs> it's almost like my sacrifice levels yeah. of like. And if you've got proper mates, that one of you go Wanted, and then you like Wanted. Wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <sighs> Bad medicine. Oh. oh, sorry. I'll, I'll stop. No, I was gonna say the next one. Is if, if you don't like a singing along, sorry. Tarzan Boy, uh, by Baltimore, uh, or One Night by LeBrock. Oh, Tarzan boy. Tarzan boy. Oh, Tarzan boy. Yep, correct. That's how it goes. I felt the need to say it. I, I thought like, <laughs> I'll be like Taz, and it's like, no, you won't be like Taz. Uh, you're too tall. Mister Blue Sky by ELO, 
Oh, Club Can't Handle Me Right Now. Oh, that's your song from a few weeks ago, Jack. Versus my song from a few weeks ago. Go on, Ross. It's like Mr. Sophie's Choice. Mr. Blue Sky. Yeah, Mr. Blue Sky is a better song. Therefore, that means Matthew is more popular. That's right. You heard it here first. That's how it works. One More Time by Daft Punk. Oh, another one I have to make up because I bungled it because... Oh, was this the last one? Hmm. Still, if that was a triple threat, I would go for Mr. Blue Sky. Don't you forget about Keith by the Ross and uh, Tom band. The other one. Yeah, I'm going for one more time by... Yeah, uh, one more time. (laughs) (laughs) So much for that. Yeah, one more time. Well, they're dead. You've got to say that. No, it was a good effort from Tom and Ross on uh, Don't You Forget About Keith, but it seems to have proven unsuccessful. Yeah, it's you've you've Zack Ryder'd him. I don't think it's their fault. All the way to Caterin. (laughs) Oh, Got him too popular off the back of that song. That's right. It did get played at NXT, which I still find weird. Yeah. Well, me and Tom were on the Tron. I thought they just piped it in. No, it was the video of me and Tom sat there doing reactions. was on the Tron inside. That Pulso. is amazing. Yeah. Mr. I think it was Mr. Skodes who, who sent us the clip. Amazing. That's quality. Nobody joined in. Like... <laughs> That's got to be a rib on Keith, hasn't it? Yeah, all, all it did was bury Keith. And have Disco Inferno go, oh, I don't like those what culture guys because they're cheesy. Yeah, we killed the business apparently according to Disco Inferno by having, a, culture having guys? a life. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what I mean because it's, you know, the Disco Inferno. The Disco Inferno so. gets it wrong. Oh, I got you, I got you. Thank you, cheers. Oh. Thanks, mate. <laughs> what a great segment to have when there's electrician in the background. Um, I know it's probably saved a lot of me. I would have sang along to a few of those if I didn't die of shame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the electrician next door. <laughs> See, it's one of those things where someone comes in, you're like, yeah, all right, how you doing? Yeah, cool. I feel like, as soon as they I'm leave, yeah, that's right. <laughs> trying to, trying to, uh, trying to present a podcast here. And, you know. Lads, I'm desperate for a wee. I was going to say, I'm glad that, that you told me that because that's the end of the Reese's Pieces for this thing. Thank you very much, Benjamin Cox. If you have any to send, you can, by God, by going to mailbag at cultaholic.com as Jack goes for a piss. It's Cultaholics. What a lovely podcast. Mm. And it's just still a little bit more to go with the big, big, big Paul White. Can't do the big show thing now. Oh, oh. The Paul the White Paul, question. Paul, Paul. It's the Paul. <laughs> it's an appalling question this mm. week. It is. What is going to be the best thing about Fastlane this Sunday in brackets? Oh my God, is Fastlane this Sunday? Are you joking? Let me check. Oh, he's right. Fastlane is this Sunday. Have you? Is one of you got the card ready, or should I? I certainly do because I'm prepared. Sorry, absolutely. The tag team match for the WWE Women's Tag Team Title that makes sense, doesn't it? Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler with Reginald <laughs> uh, versus Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair <laughs> with Reginald. No, it's not gonna. That's not gonna be the best match of the night. Uh, not because not because I don't respect the talents of the women involved, but because Reginald's gonna dominate. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Alexa Bliss versus Randy Orton in an intergender match. She'll be catch as catch can all the way there. Uh, Big E versus Apollo Crews. Mm. The singles match where Apollo Crews will probably win the IC title. Mm. I mean, it'll make sense. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus. Mm. Currently says singles match here, but I'm pretty sure they wanted a last man standing match on Raw. Yeah, didn't they? Yeah. Wow. Is this Wikipedia? You know, it's bad if no one's updating the Wikipedia page. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. And Roman Reigns. Versus Daniel Bryan. 
<clears throat> singles match for the Universal title. The winner of the match between Edge and Jey Uso, which will be happening tonight, uh, will be the special guest enforcer. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh. So, yeah, we can get with the women's title tag team thing. Bliss, Randy. Ooh, I'm sure there'll be lots of stuff to talk about there. I'd, and love, it. I'd, love, if they just, I'd love if they just wrestled a straight match. Would be funny, like. It'd be great. But that leaves the other three. Ross, you're the professional. What are you looking forward to? The professional what, Matthew? The professional professional. Thank you. Much appreciated. I'll go for uh, Drew versus Brian. Simply because I don't know how much further Drew McIntyre and Sheamus could take it after the, the Sorry, couple of matches. Sorry, You said Drew versus Brian. Roman oh, versus yeah, Brian. Sheamus. Yeah. So you go for Roman versus Brian. My official answer is Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan because because I do not know how much further Drew McIntyre and Sheamus can take their there meat slapping after all of me, the meat slapping they've done on Monday Night Raw. But who yeah, knows yeah, yeah. If, if two lads could slap meat harder? It's those two lads. So I'll shut up now. They've slapped a lot of meat though so far. Yeah. I think it's a. I think there are other expressions we could use. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all that meat they've slapped, lads. <laughs> um. Collided cartilage. Uh, uh. I think that's a good answer because um, because I was think mine was slightly different, but I was thinking along the same lines. Didn't we recently see a last man standing match? Was it Owens and Roman? Maybe was that a while ago? They did every stipulation. Supposedly, yeah. yeah, yeah, they did the, the yeah, rumble I, with the handcuffs. Yes, spot. they did. They did. And I just feel like I'm not Sorry. in the mood. You gotta be kind of in the mood for a last man standing match. I feel, yeah. and I'm not really in the mood for it, which is a shame. Because yeah. Drew and Sheamus, I'm sure, will have a good match. But I think also that my answer is Roman and Brian. Especially. <gasps> it's the, the busiest episode see, of Gold I'll see if Owens. I'll see if Owens. It's too busy. It's too busy listening to Abby Lane. <laughs> UPS. There's a, there's a UPS van outside. Thanks, Jack. Yeah, it's all right. Just giving you an update. He said, Do you deliver? And they go, No, we do steak. We do lamb, chicken, chicken and fish. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Oh God! <laughs> what's what's black and white and eats like a horse? Don't know. Zebra. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> so you're right. Last man standing matches should be saved for the big matches, rather than having these come out and uh, simply chasing the pork chop. <laughs> oh yes, very Happy good. Happy I am with that. Very okay. good. Don't get about fast lane now. Get out of the way. <laughs> Yeah, should be good, but it's almost there's more hype for McIntyre versus Sheamus than there is Alashley versus Drew. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think it's because we all, is it because we all predicted Lashley versus Drew anyway? I think we did. This had a really weird, crap way of going about getting it hyped up and excited for WrestleMania, as of shooting their load at Elimination Chamber doing uh, all the storylines in the next week on Raw. That is true. That is true. But what if Sheamus? Beats Drew here, and the uh, you do the Owen Hart, Bret Hart thing at WrestleMania 10. Going, hang on, I'll beat you. He goes, yeah, it doesn't matter, but the match is already booked for, for Mania, so I'm still taking on. That's what we have for the, the few weeks building up to Mania. Mm, I'm I just still... back, banking on Drew McIntyre getting a definitive win, which is a shame for Sheamus, but I can see them making the other one shame shame. a triple threat rather than uh, the WWE title. I'm, g- I'm going to run for two seconds to see if that parcel was for me, by the way. Sorry, no worries, mate. Sorry, carry on. Oh, my I, God, I... we could do an unboxing on the channel. Oh. <gasps> Give us a haul, Jack. Oh. Oh. I've been looking at a lot of YouTube trends recently, Matthew, so we can try and nix them and do them with a wrestling spin oh, on the channel. Oh, great. Yeah. 
I did my assumptions video the other day where I answered the most... What was it? Well, Adam put the title as biggest most, first of all. <laughs> biggest most? <laughs> or most biggest <laughs> or something like that. Um, yeah, it's, uh, the biggest assumptions that people have about Cultaholic. Oh, it went oh, down well. Oh, okay. Disappointing, even... disappointing hit count, but, you know, it went down well. It wasn't even for our flight. It was for upstairs. Oh. oh. Have you got the box? No, no. Open it. it. Open that post. Yeah. <laughs> Illegally, on camera. Exactly. Um, no, one, no one's watching. I watched Ross's assumptions video and really enjoyed it, but I skipped a little bit ahead and caught the end of him saying, yeah, we don't really argue, but me and Jack did once in Las Vegas. And I was like... <gasps> Well, well, you and Sam argued in Vegas as well. And then I rewound a few seconds and he went, me and Sam argued in Vegas and me and Jack argued in Vegas. I was like, oh, then totally fair enough. I felt like such a tit because I was like, why is he saying that about me? And then... Matthew was there when we argued, wasn't he? I, me, me uh, and Matthew... I caught, no, me and I caught Ma- the aftermath of it me and, because... Me and Matthew argued in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Did we and you argue? Um, uh, yeah, I the, felt like, oh, oh, no, you came... It's what the was only happening time, was you it's came the only in, time you've ever been... Nasty to me. <laughs> um, so what happened was, I'd already argued with Ross. Ross had already argued with Sam. It was all kicking off. Uh, this is not going to answer the big question this week. Um, and then I came down to get away from them. I was like, right. Ugh. And um, I ordered some food. Came down to the hotel lobby. You were also there having also ordered food, but you'd been waiting for like an hour and a half or something. Yeah, yeah it cancelled. And mine it cancelled ten minutes on. My, it took an hour and a half to notify me. So I was like, I was hangry. Yeah, yeah. Mine took like twenty minutes and like was there, which didn't improve Matthew's mood. Yeah, not, not a good idea. But go on. And then I went to him. By the way, <laughs> this was a bad time to say it as well. By the way, where are you still good to meet up at eight a.m. to do that wedding between Ross and Sam? And you went, oh, fuck. You just were like... <laughs> no one had asked us. I'm starving. Yeah, no, one had asked no one had asked Matthew uh. if he was good to do it. And then I was like, oh, no. And he didn't just shoot the messenger. He decapitated me. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I think I hope I said something like, look, I don't mind doing it, but can you give me a bit more advance? Because what time yeah, is yeah. it then? Like 11 p.m.? It was like late at night, yeah. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it's like, tomorrow morning. I'm like... You're, you're good for 7.30, mate, bright yeah. and early. <laughs> Come on. What? While eating oh. my food that's already been delivered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're wasting away, emancipated. That's the one word. Emaciated, emancipated, emaciated. Uh-huh. But yeah, um, yeah. But then you were like, and then you were like, oh, I'm loving this trip. It's my favorite trip I've ever done. I w- I'm surprised you brought that up in that little video because I thought if we were going to do that, like, as some sort of like the anniversary oh of going God. to Starcast, and we just we go through it in full <laughs> it detail. Was a about bit, it was the a lovely bit. drama. We, st- that- we still can't because that little argument between me and Jack, and me and Sam, that was a mere little little slice of the entire trip. I was going to say it would be good to mess, talk about that. No, let's not. Yeah, let's I, don't, not. I didn't oh, enjoy okay. that trip so much, me. No, I didn't either. People enjoyed doing it. And I want to say as well, I don't think any one of us was the driving force behind the arguments. I just feel like we were all... Tempers were afraid and knackered. And right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. We, we, all, and, uh, we all... None of us had hairs felt, in our tongue. I felt, like so, yeah, <laughs> I felt like such a spoiled brat when I came back as well because I was like, I've just been in Las Vegas for my, for my job and watched wrestling. Yeah. Like, it's, an, it's really cool. And I just thought... I tried to change my outlook after that about going to shows and stuff because... Like it just was this a stupid situation to get annoyed about, but we all did. We were very busy, of course, as well. But I wish that I could go back and enjoy it a little bit more. I did go to a rubbish, weird indie wrestling show and get very drunk one night, though. That was very fun. That was a lot of fun. Was that the one with the D's nuts guy? Yes, that was the one with the D's nuts guy. <laughs> Joey Janela opened the show with a promo and said, "Don't tell Tony Khan I'm here, lol." <laughs> and then, um, then he was like, "Look, who I've got in the crowd. He's a special guest." And it was the actual D's nuts guy from the meme. And he went, 
Hey there, D's nuts guy. Can you think of a possible expression to sum up right now? And the guy's like, yeah, just, you know, happy to be here and stuff. And Janela's like, if there were two words that you could say, <laughs> and the guy's just not, he's just not getting it. And he's like, if there was some kind of catchphrase that you were famous for, and then he does it, he says, D's nuts. And then as he turns to get out of the ring, Janela pretends to jump him and he's not expecting it. <laughs> so he goes like a big worked club to the back and the guy like craps himself. <laughs> <laughs> The professional. Got him. Sure. Yeah, got him. But they hugged it out and stuff. But Janela was like, he totally like crapped himself. This was um, when the show started at like 1am. It ran like two hours late. It was insane. I got so drunk. I'm good that I was literally immobile. So yeah, I you were good. Getting high with it. So it was a bit weak in the Bernie. Some of, I, could have paid, I probably could have paid someone actually. Some Coloholic fan just propped us up. <laughs> put the shades on us. Go, He's all right. I'm like, Ugh. Oh god! The upside to that trip actually was that um, we met a lot of really cool. Everyone who came up to us was really sound. Actually, well, what was one thing we got after our podcast and everything? He's going to get the bloody puppet, isn't he? Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That one fan that bought. That yes, there he is. Yes, this little lad, this little be- mm. this little piece of passive aggressive. The trip where we all got annoyed with each other was the first time. Hey, look, a real puppet. <laughs> we can make the, the, the piss off you even more. <laughs> I'm I think that, are you all right for 8 a.m. start, Matthew? But I remember I know it's 2 a.m. now. <laughs> oh. But I remember after the podcast, the live podcast, everyone who talked to us was really sound and stuff. So please, if you came up to us in Vegas, don't think that we were having a crap time then. It was more like yeah. when we were busy and stuff behind the scenes. Well, you but, all yeah. held it in quite well because I wasn't aware. No, we did. Because. <laughs> no, one, one, last thing, one last thing, we'll no, move on. By this, uh, point, reason, by this, point, reason, by this point, we'd made up. This oh, okay. the argument happened before that. It was but, straight yeah. straight after Dublin often was the crescendo yeah, yeah. of the argument. Again, when was yours, when was yours and Sam's was that the day after? The, the day morning before? after, yeah. Morning after, right. right. <laughs> okay. So there's only need, a short window. Mm. But again, one little thing, just the again. I, being the bloody idiot that he is, managed to get a, a room which had two beds separate to each other, a <laughs> lovely <laughs> space or <laughs> room. <laughs> what 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 you you all got a a big bedroom, right? The three of you? No, we didn't have a big bedroom. <laughs> we I mean, had the room t- was a fair size, but in terms yeah. of bed space, maybe not. There was the incorrect number of beds, Conrad. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, now, now Matthew did say later on, he was like, "Oh crap, I should have." But I, in fairness, I never brought it up, and I didn't. Um, I didn't have any like. I wasn't angry about not like that. That was absolutely fine. Don't worry. How great would it be, though, if we were able to tell these stories and it was like, yeah, I lay next to Matthew after he was on off his head. Uh, <laughs> just kept on murmuring all night. It was, uh, yeah, it was an experience. Um, anyway. Yeah. Anyway, fastly. There you go, viewers who saw yeah. that video. I didn't lie. It wasn't for dramatic effect. It was all no. real. There was a lad called Adam from Portland, or not from Portland, but from somewhere in Oregon. who uh, He was staying at the same hotel as us and he was often just hanging around. We'd often see him like by the fire pit, like having a drink or whatever. And he was just a crazy guy, but so lovely. Um, when we walked in, he took a picture of us, but he didn't take a selfie. He just went, can I just take a picture of you guys? And we were like, yeah, get in. He was like, no, no, just bye. And we were like, oh. sound. And then for the rest of the week, he was like the most chilled out. Like, I was like, do you want me to give you a shout out on Twitter or something? And he was like, man, I'm not on any of that nonsense. Just, I was like, yes. <laughs> You legend. If he's watching this, I hope he is, man. Adam, I think he was called from Oregon. Ah, Brilliant. Good lad. He was great. Also, also giving out the uh, Flintstones A to Z vitamins to the crowd. 
fucking thing. And like, oh, are yes. these are these pills? I'd be like, no, no, no. I'm keeping them for myself. You know, I wouldn't get hand these. <laughs> I wouldn't hand these out to you. No, it's just to you know oh, keep scurvy you know away from all these dirty wrestling fans. And the wedding was funny. You know what? The trip wasn't the trip wasn't as bad as I think we've remembered it. To be fair, it's actually a lot, a lot of upsides. We saw where Tupac got shot. Yeah, saw the I newspaper bit. Again, you know what? Sorry, this is all very good, but for another video, perhaps. Right, right, sorry. Fastlane! Fast <laughs> Apollo Crews and Big E will also be a very good match. Yes, good show. Yeah, this is crunch time for Apollo Crews, I think. Because as I said beforehand, I'm all right with him doing his character. I know some people are like, eh. I'm like, no, I don't want to be him. As long as he's not, I am the evil foreigner, yeah. circa 1953 or whatever. So mm. if he's, I'm proud. I'm awesome. I'm still going to do all the cool athletic stuff that I've been doing for years, the backflip, somersault, whatever. Awesome. Can't wait for it. I think that's going to be good as well. Yeah. Um, I think that... Is they're clever about it? Alexa versus... I like, I'm looking forward to it in a weird sort of way, Alexa versus Randy, just to see what happens. But it's not going to be... Oh, yeah. It's not going to be, the, it's not going to be a match. It's not going to be a match, is it, really? Yeah, the memes and videos are going to be amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take a piss out of it. Oh, our notifications are going to... Yours especially. And then Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan. Yeah. What I hope for that match is that it doesn't be, it's not a Roman reigns Jey Uso match where it's a long, drawn-out drama play. I hope it's like Roman and Daniel Bryan having a great match because they do, you know, so. Hmm, it's a good point. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. is definitely all the stuff we can talk about about this particular period of wrestling. Lots more coming down the pipeline, as you can tell. Oh, but my God. until all the other stuff starts, Ross, what have you got for us this week, apart from that lovely Assumptions About Cultaholic video? Yeah, that's on the channel now. It was published last Sunday, I do believe, but I'll be on Twitch this week, end Sunday evening at some point, and I think there might be a tier list video with myself and Andrew going through some AEW finishes to find out which finisher is the best one. Whew. Spoilers, it's Cody Rhodes' Sunset Flip. <laughs> <laughs> And what about yourself, Jack? Um, I have got uh, a weekly Twitch thing with Owen, of course, on 6pm on a, on a Wednesday, where we take Coldaholic FC up through the football pyramid. We're still unbeaten. We're top of the league at the minute. Um, and also check out the latest in my new series, The Greatest Of series, uh, which is up now on the channel. And it's why are FTR one of the greatest tag teams of all time? Even 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 though they're still you know modern and active and everything, I think they're one of the the greatest ever, and I've explained why. Give it a watch, Matthew. What have you got? I have got the Twitch on Saturday. We'll be doing Silent Hill for the first time. And I've not. I don't expect my switch the lights off and put the curtain around and just have me mm. a puppet and uh, myself for company. Yeah, that'll go well. Yeah, she'll be fine. Yeah, mentally. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and on that happy note. It's a reminder, you can vote on the Hall of Fame at patreon.com forward slash botchamania. What? <laughs> I nearly got there. Patreon.com forward slash I swear that wasn't like, supposed to be like, but, I mean, stupid. No, I <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> He's trying to like usurp. <laughs> patreon.com forward slash coldaholic. <laughs> Mailbag at coldaholic.com. Matthew, uh, to be fair, if you'd done that like three weeks in, I'd be suspicious of your intentions. But yeah. the fact that it's three years in, I'm like... No, well, that's probably... how you know it's the end of the podcast. I'll start flubbing my lines. Yeah. So very sorry about that, but it's the end of the podcast. <laughs> Please put your hands to the camera and then with that lovely expression that we all know and love, which is, of course, adios. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Podcasts from. 